What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another Tour Life. We've got a good episode for you today. Uh, today is Wednesday, December 12th, 2023. Only a couple more times of saying that, and then we're going to go into the 2024 range. Uh, we, we're going to talk all about the Disc Golf Pro Tour Awards. Why are they just now being announced? I don't know. Yuli might know. We got a little bit of player movement. I don't know if there's really that much rumors going on, but we do have some player movement. We have a couple wild stories of the week, and then we'll finish it off with some listener questions. And we might even do a little sporkle there at the end uh, for, for me and Yuli to really dive into our knowledge of disc golf and see how much we really know. But before any of that, I want to... Uh, Shout out our sponsor for today's video. Our sponsor is Mud Water. Drinking coffee often makes me jittery, keeps me awake without much actual energy, and leaves my body depend on it daily. So I've been drinking Mud Water to replace coffee while still having the all-day all energy I need without the crash or jitters. Um, Mud Water is a, is a healthy habits brand, best known for its popular coffee alternative, Rise Caco. Did I say that right? Caco? That's such a, I want to say cocoa, but I believe it's caco. You familiar with caco, Yuli? I'm not. I don't know okay, what that I, is. I, I believe it is caco. It's got four functional mushrooms and with only but a I fraction of, only with a fraction of caffeine as a cup of coffee, uh, you get natural energy without the jitters or crash of coffee. Uh, plus, it's a Whole30 approved, 100% USDA certified organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, vegan, and kosher. Mudwater also donates monthly to support psychedelic research and has since day one. They believe the country is in a mental health epidemic and that psychedelic-assisted therapy is one of the most effective tools we have to treat mental health conditions. The Mudwater is hooking you guys up with a special discount and a whole bunch of freebies. If you go to mudwater.com slash foundation, you get $20 off your subscription, a free frother and free samples of their coconut creamer and sweetener. That's M-U-T-D-W-T-R.com slash foundation. So shout out to Mudwater for sponsoring today's video. Um, and we are moving forward. We're doing a something a little bit different. So this is for our viewers on YouTube. This is a premiere. So it's kind of like a pseudo fake live. We're filming this right now, actually, um, in the morning. I even think I said the wrong date. It's actually Wednesday, December 13th, not the 12th. Today is the 12th when we're actually filming this. So let me give you a little backstory, what we're doing. The internet, Yuli, has been an issue. It's, it's yeah. been no surprise to our viewers here on YouTube. We've been having some issues with quality control. And it got to the point, Silas was sending me these clips that he edited for like social stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can post this. Yuli, Yuli looks like he has four pixels. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't post this. I look so like those trying... old video games from like 96, man. <laughs> yes. So we're, uh, we're trying something different here. We're going to be filming, hopefully... Right now we're filming on Tuesday morning. I think we're gonna start filming on Wednesday morning and then releasing the podcast uh, at Wednesday night at its normal time at eight o'clock for a premiere. Audio listeners, nothing changes on your end. Honestly, YouTube listeners, nothing changes either. The only difference is it's kind of a pseudo live. We're, we're filming this a little bit 
in the in in the past versus yeah. uh in the past but hopefully um this fixes like the quality situation moving forward if it doesn't then i'm not really quite sure there's a couple other things that we're going to try to do i think me and yuli are going to try to use like ethernet boards instead of the wi-fi and hopefully that that helps as well um other than that i'm not really quite sure what else we do yuli yeah i think we're uh dang i'm blurry again yeah well, well, we're just gonna fight through it let's just fight through it the heck it's a weird situation. I'm not really quite sure. You you have it out with your with your uh, provider over there. Something's well, going I on. just connected my Ethernet, and it was fine, and now it's bad. But I am getting blown up with text messages right now, and it's connected through, like, I have the uh, Apple computer. <laughs> I think that might be it. I think people are just blowing me up. But, uh, no, it just is what it is, and and we'll figure it out for everybody. We will. I mean, uh, remember the crackle? We figured that oh, out. We got through the crackle. We're we're starting to get close to just like buying a studio somewhere and just and just freaking flying in to do this podcast every week. <laughs> I'd so be down. I'll go have, splitsies with you because this is brutal. Dude, I can't. You wouldn't imagine how many text messages I just got as soon as the show started. It, it's like my group Who's text went like you? this. Who's it's a group text. And I'm in like three worst. of them, and it's going bonkers right now. It's unbelievable. This is the worst. Yeah. Hey, let's not let. Uh, if you're listening to this, do not text Yuli from ever like 11 a <laughs> from like 11 a.m. to like 1 p.m. on on Wednesdays. Don't do it. Keep keep you keep keep Yuli free there. Um, all right. I went to the worst NFL game of the year um, this past week. That was tough. It was it was very tough. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I am talking about the Vikings versus the Raiders. Now, if you would have told me, all right, Brody, you're going to be playing against, you know, by me, I'm saying the Raiders. The Raiders are going to be playing against the third string quarterback. The starting running back for the Vikings is going to get injured. Uh, one of the top wide receivers in the entire league, Justin Jefferson, is also going to only catch one ball and then get his back blown out and he's going to be injured and uh you're going to lose by three i would have i would have been shocked i would have been shocked that game i mean did you watch it at all i, I don't think anyone that didn't have why would watch anybody watch, watch that it. game yeah i don't think anyone i don't think anyone i did. had uh i didn't have any skin in the game either like i didn't have any fantasy players luckily i was playing against uh jacobs he okay. didn't do much. No. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a boring game. I was already bummed about my Steelers losing to the freaking Patriots. That won me, that won me my Survivor League. You, you picked them? No. So, well, kind of won me the Survivor League. So the guy, me and this other guy were the last two. He picked the Steelers, which you would think is a great pick. They ended up losing. Oh no, what just happened? Oh gosh. Is this better or worse, Silas? This might be worse. What happened? <laughs> you just like dropped off completely. I know. Which is it which my I don't internet? Know, which I don't know is if that's happened before on the live. I don't think you drop off in the live that much. 
Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to unplug the Ethernet. Maybe it's bad. Maybe you need to go back to the Wi-Fi? Yeah. Test it out? I just did it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll what keep it that? on wraps. What's that about? I mean, you're, you're here. You're not leaving. So that's, that's positive. <laughs> we'll keep going and see where it goes. Um, one second. Give me a one second. I got to freaking somehow figure out how to turn <laughs> off notifications. This is unbelievable, dude. You think, wait, you think your Wi-Fi is getting overrun by notifications on your phone, on text messages? Maybe. As soon as they started, like, the the thing went bad. I don't know how to do this. Maybe you can go, like, uh, silent mode. That's what I'm trying to think. You'd have to, like, log out of your Apple iMessage is what you would do. I'm going to just see if I can leave the group, maybe temporarily. Sas, any any Wi-Fi helps over there? Any any internet helps? What uh? What's your speed? Have you ever done a speed test, Yuli? Yeah, I'd be interesting to hear that. Yeah, do it right now. Go go to Google on your on your computer, not on your phone. And do do uh, just type in in on your computer. Type in speed test, and then literally it'll pop up. And you can run one because mine right now is 104 down and 60 up is what I'm rocking, which is completely good. Yeah, you're chilling. All right, let me try. I got I left that message group, so that's sick. Yeah, go go to Google speed test and then do a little tester. And see what that. uh with that showing because you might it might it might just be you have trash internet which is unfortunate oh. but i've been there i had trash internet and uh, where was it size was it was it my house in lynchburg we had trash internet yeah you had like a mobile hotspot for internet yeah yeah trash. i had to buy terrible. i had to buy something to even get internet out there we they didn't even have internet really bad um i have 223 down 17.6 up which is good yeah the down's great the up's not incredible but it's not bad yeah the up is what matters because you're it's uploading seven, to well that's low for what i'm used to it's my internet i'm gonna have the guy come out tomorrow but 17 no should problem. still be somewhat decent right yeah so it, should be, it should be decent. what browser are you using I'm in Chrome. Okay, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. Are there other people on your internet right now? Is like, is is yeah? Other are you just people... downloading movies on there or something? Yeah. No. Is other stuff happening? No, no nothing's not. happening no. on your internet. No, Sarah might huh. be on her phone, but huh? Because that's the only thing I can think of. Is if like other people? I think people it's my internet. I think used... it. The connection comes in and out, and it's just bad. Like something's no. going on. I have these. Uh, it was so bad that I got those little devices that I could plug into my internet. Boink, boink. Like I'll no show idea you what that is. No idea what you're talking about. Anyways, the they so so it makes the Wi-Fi better, so it can bounce around, and that's what I plugged in. Is I I had a, like a capsule where the internet goes straight to there, and then you can plug it into your computer. So you've had internet issues outside of just doing tour life stuff too, though. 
not some, just when you do well sometimes it's amazing and it lasts a long time and then all of a sudden and it's sometimes crap it's trash okay so yeah right now we're so lot when we tested this on monday you were just having a good streak and now we're in trash mode yeah i don't know what it is like i said i I, I can't put my yeah put my finger on it but i do know i pay for the best internet that rock hill provides to yeah, that you can people do. Yeah, no, there's definitely, there, I mean, like I said, my Lynchburg situation, there was no, I had no better option. Like we, but let's get on with the show. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're just going to, we're going to run with it. If Yuli's a little pixelated, then he's a little pixelated. And, Maybe if uh, I come back in, it might be better. Sure. You can try that. Let me just try it real quick. But I think this is also, um, Just me and Silas now, chilling, hanging out. I had I had high hopes for this, Silas. I'm back alive. I thought this was the future. I thought I thought we had something going here, but hey, we're everyone's on this in the journey. We're, we'll look back at this I'm at back. some day and laugh. We'll look back at this at some day and laugh Better? at it. Sure. Yeah, for now. Yeah, yeah for now. Yeah. All right. Let's run it. Let's just keep going. Let's do it. Let's just keep going. All right. Um, did anything exciting happen? Okay. So Survivor League, what I was getting at, he picked Steelers. Steelers lost. I picked Packers against the Giants. Packers lost. So we, we ended up splitting the, uh, the pot. So unfortunate, but it is what it is. I, but Packers let me down. That, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen the Packers play. Like, they dropping punts. Just, that was bad. Just missing field bad. goals. Disgusting. Uh, anything happen in your week? No, I mean, lots of vlogmas. Yeah. You know what did happen, though, last night? Raptors, Captain's Raptors went yes. on pre-sale. And those are on pre-sale got... for any vendors out there who are listening Till the 22nd of December, which is huge. And then if you want to buy one from your retailers, that goes live on January 19th, which is huge. Yeah, I think I just got a, uh, a message saying that they might be sending me some of those bad boys to try out. So that will be, that will be nice. exciting. Yeah, they look, they look sick. I think, I think uh, that's also part of the giveaway too. So if you haven't following. Uh, no, no, that's regular get... Raptor. These are cap sure? wraps. I'm sure. Oh, yep. Cap Raps versus Raptor. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are the stable right. boys. Those other ones gotcha. are kind of straight. Gotcha. Okay. Same plastic, though, I believe. Yep. Same plastic. Yeah. Same plastic. Okay. All right. Disc Golf Pro Tour Awards. And we got the man himself that was a part of um, the award show. So, Yuli, hopefully you can answer some of my questions because I have some about this. My first question, before we even get into the awards, my first question is, what's the reasoning behind, I mean, the season has been over for well over a month at this point. Yeah. Why, why are we waiting so long to, to list all these awards off? I feel like the hype is kind of dead. Like this, would have been, this would have been so much better to be released like a week after USDDC. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not a I'm not a scientist, man. I don't know their reasoning behind this stuff. I feel the same way. I think that they well, I like, think they need to have it. the fan vote and do all this mumbo jumbo. There should be just an easy thing that they do. I don't know how any of the voting works. Yeah. I don't think it, fans should be voting in anything. Fans know nothing, honestly. All stars. I think far, all stars. I think all stars make sense because yeah. like those people will show our fan they, votes getting like like the one that I was uh that I was um what do you call it nominated for comeback player of the year it was like I don't fan- I don't think there were fan votes in that there was there was I thought there was only media and tour players no it was there's, media there's and fan, fan yeah there's a fan aspect too oh they I didn't see any sort of breakdown of that so I don't I, I just have me. information because I, I like, had to read it off. I think in the show I read it off and it said fan votes. Yeah, that's which is kind of crazy to me because why would it, like fans are just going to pick their favorite player that sure like what which should so like that should be factored like, in though but like very small right like I think I think in other sports they well, do have fan fan votes but like you have let's say you have a hundred votes. 99 of them are going to like people that know and then like one goes to like the fan right like whoever so like there is a a fraction of the vote that matters for fans but it's it's not enough to sway but in all-star voting i don't i don't mind that i i I think think i think cards and doing all that stuff yeah yeah whoever whoever your favorite people are of course you're gonna vote your favorite people are so you can watch them but for awards like I don't know, man. I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of yeah, like I, having a piece of that be the fan vote because you're just gonna pick your favorite player. Yeah, no, That's I. What a I fan is. I completely agree. I will say the award show though was cool. I liked it. You guys did an awesome. You and Big Germ did an awesome job. Um, I thought that was really really cool. Again, I'm gonna say I I think the timing of it makes no sense. Yeah. I think a lot of this conversation has. Like the the height at the end of USDGC, that was at the height of like, should Calvin win player of the year? Should Isaac win player yeah. of the year? Some people were even saying should Gannon win, but now it's like, it's been dragged out so long. The timing doesn't make really much that sense, much sense. And the other thing that's very odd is you have like the award show. And I think the people that watch that from the beginning to the end, awesome. But a lot of times you're not going to have people want to watch an entire award show, but they're going to want to know who won what, what. And it's very weird. Like the pro tour is like slowly like releasing information that's already technically out there. So there are going to be people listening to this podcast. I don't know if they've released everything at this point, but they're like every day they're released. Like they're making an Instagram post of like MPO player of the year. And then the next day they're like, comeback player of the year and then that like why not this award show goes then you have like a, a post that literally says everything like a full list of these are all the award winners here they are it's it's very odd the the way that they've kind of done this i don't i don't know the the strategy behind it and i don't know if you know anything about it i you might just i have be, no clue everybody always asks me what's going on with the pro tour i know Zippity yeah. doodah. I know when to yeah. show up to do my job sometimes, and that's it. Like, for example, the award show. I got a notification like three days prior 
saying, hey, you need to be at this location to do the award show. Um, they didn't tell me what it, what it even was. I just showed okay. up and then free rolled it. That's why I was in my Pittsburgh gear. I didn't know I was going to like be on camera <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Hosting this thing. They just said, Hey, we're doing the, uh, an awards thing. We need you to be at this location. And so I'll show up in my Pittsburgh gear to, um, you know, announce these prestigious awards. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I didn't know I was going to be like on camera the whole time. I thought I was going to be like commentating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, at least Jordan so didn't show up like, in a tuxedo because that would have been really awkward. Right, he was like right. super dressed up, like black tie. And you're just <laughs> it would have been better in. than the, the Steelers gear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. They don't, they don't, they're doing their thing and uh, we're, the, we're just here for the ride. Yeah. All right. Fair. I mean, fair enough. Um, all right. Let's, let's talk about some of the winners. So we'll, we'll run through the, the all-stars right now. So MPO all-stars, you have Calvin Heinberg, Isaac Robinson, Gannon Burr, Ricky Wysocki, Eagle McMahon, Matt Oram, Simon Lazat, Kyle Klein, Anthony Barella, Cole Rodolin, James Proctor, and Ezra Robinson. Anyone on that list that surprises you or anyone um, that you're like, hey, this person got left off? I think they nailed it. Yeah. I'm going to look up. I want to look up the, um, the world rankings real quick and just kind of see based off of, hold on. I'm in a group text now. Hey, I'm filming something. That didn't work for me. I left the group off (laughs) on texting right now. I Jeez. hey listen I literally left what the text message. What is going on with us, Yuli? <laughs> I left it, and then I got like five minutes ago. I got another one being like, "Welcome back," and then they're just bombarding me with more texts. Yeah, it's like it's almost like uh, I, I text this way too, though. So I'm not gonna like hate on it, but when you're doing something, it's the most annoying thing ever. When you don't, when you have, let's say you have like five thoughts, I'm sending five separate texts. Yeah. Versus just one text with all yeah. the thoughts. So you're just like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's like blowing them up. All for right. Sure. Um, so looking at, looking at the world rankings versus, um, oh, Eagles number one right now in the world. What the heck? When did that happen? That happened after USDGC? I guess. Okay. Um, so the notable names to me that aren't on this list, you have Paul Macbeth right now is, ranked third in the world. He's not on the All-Stars. Um, Al Klein's there. Gannon's there. Isaac's there. Matty O. Bradley Williams, 10th in the world. Aaron Gossage, 11th in the world. Chris Dickerson, 12th in the world. Then you have Nicholas Antilla, 14. Corey Ellis. I can't imagine Joel that. Freeman. I can't imagine that Macbeth just didn't make it. <laughs> Like that's yeah, not, he, not I think, think he, he deferred. Himself? Yeah. That's what I would that, guess. That probably makes the most sense, right? Because he's probably again, we don't exactly know the percentage breakdown, but I'm pretty sure the fan vote's pretty important for this. Um yeah. so you would assume he would get a massive fan vote. And uh you're probably right on that. You're probably right on him deferring. Um, all right, FPO All-Stars, Kristen Tatar, Missy Gannon, Owen Scoggins, Holland Hanley, 
Ella Hansen, Kat Merch, Haley King, Katrina Allen, Ali Smith, Macy Valadez, Sarah Hokum, and Jessica Weiss. Again, nothing too crazy here that jumps out of me. Um, I think Allie Smith gets in there because of her big win. And I think Paige Pierce isn't in there because she's still coming back from injury. Other than that, that seems pretty, pretty standard all-stars that I would guess going into it. Now, talking about the MPO Player of the Year, Calvin Heinberg was announced as MPO Player of the Year. He received 68% of the votes from the media members, 53% of the tour card holders, so pretty much split almost. And then Isaac Robinson, who ended up getting second, he received 26% of the media members. So between Calvin and Isaac, that was they accounted for 94% of the votes for um, MPO Player of the Year. And then uh, 40% of the tour card holders actually uh, picked Isaac. So what that kind of tells me is the media guys, they're looking for Player of the Year to them. They're looking at it more on a a season thing. How did you perform at every event throughout the entire season? And I think the tour card holders are doing more of what season would I have, would would I like, like what season do I think is the best? And we've kind of discussed this before. I think Calvin and Calvin's even said it. He would trade out his season that he had to win two majors, but The question is, is that actually what player of the year really should mean? So that kind of shows you the difference in what people are thinking. Did we did we ever come up with a good idea of what it does mean, though? Or is it just still a big debate? Like, what is it? What is player of the year? The best player? I think it's okay. Is- I think it's okay for it to be a debate. Because if, if it was so cut and dry, there wouldn't be any voting. It would just be, yes, look at the would. stats. <laughs> It would be no, who had be the stat. better season. Like, what, what does that mean? Who has the better season? What does it mean? But, but Yuli, if it, if it came down, if we literally were like, okay, who had a better season? It's all about winning, right? And yeah. that's what it came down to. Then it, there wouldn't be a discussion. It would literally just be like, okay, well, this person won this much and won this many majors, so they got this points. This person won this much, so they got this points, so this person wins. The fact that Why the, can't it be like that? I think that's not, I don't think that leads to um, what we're having right now. It doesn't lead to (laughs) like, there's no debate on who won the disc golf pro tour um, points, right? There's no debate. No one's no one ever is like, Oh no, no, this person won. It's literally a point base that you get. This guy won. So there's no discussion about it. It's a simple fact. I think like the Heisman to me, the Heisman in college football that's a cool award because no one really knows like how it should be voted either. Right. There are some people out there that are like, you vote for the quarterback on the best team. And like, that's, that's who wins it. And then some people are like, well, no, this person over here, like, yeah, they, they lost a whole bunch, but they, 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 um, they balled out and had crazy stats. So they should win it. Like the Heisman is awesome because of how everyone views it differently. And to me, that's like the player of the year. Everyone views it a little bit differently so we can have these conversations. Yeah. I don't know. You can make it, you can make it to where like it goes to the right person every year, but that's you're eliminating. But you're eliminating the discussion. You're eliminating the discussion. Yeah. 
No, you can always. Do you think have Calvin the wasn't deserving? Do you think Calvin wasn't deserving of it? Depends on which way you view it. Like what? <clears throat> Here's the thing. I guess it comes down to this. Do you want to be? How do you want to be viewed from your peers? And how do you want to be viewed from the fans and and let's say media people? Because if you think about it from your peers, which to me is like one of the more important things, right? Yep. Yep. You want you want to be respected among among your peers. Every single peer of Isaac's would take his season over Calvin's. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. But is Which that what makes, the award is? Is the award is whose season would you rather take, or is the award how could it who not? Better... That's what I'm saying. How could it not be? Just be like, okay, so I want Isaac's season for sure. Calvin wins player perfect... of the. Then he's the player of the year. That's the season okay. that I'm taking. But here's why, here's a perfect, why would I a... ever want another season, Brody? Why would I Let ever me... want to go like this? Why would I go? Okay. What? Who's the player of the year? It's the best season, the season that I would want. I wouldn't pick Calvin. I would pick Isaac. Okay, let me try. Let me try to give you an analogy. Let me try to give you an analogy. Do you think the majority of college football quarterbacks want to win a national championship? Yes. Okay, so last year you had um, crap. I'm blanking on the guy's name. Who was the quarterback for Georgia last year? It was. Um, Oh gosh, what was his name? Stetson? Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, right? Am I right there? I think I I'm right. Know. You had Stetson Bennett, right? If you go to so we just made an exa- we just made a point like if you're competitive, you're going into the season, you want to win the national championship. So every every uh college quarterback would probably want to trade their season for Stetson Bennett to win a national championship. However, there are people that are playing like perfect example is this year, Daniels who ended up winning the Heisman, his defense sucks. His defense sucks. Like they would lose, they would score 50 points and still lose games because of how bad LSU's defense was. So I'm sure he would have been like, man, it would have been awesome to be in the playoffs. It would have been awesome to like have a chance to win a national championship. But ultimately he had the best season as a quarterback he won the Heisman, and now he's probably going to get a big paycheck going into the NFL. And someone like a Stetson Bennett, I don't know if, even if he did get drafted. I don't, I can't, I don't know if he did or not. But he's probably not going to stay in the NFL, and he's probably not going to start. So, like that's what I'm saying is like, yes, obviously anyone in their right mind would love to pick two majors and say, yes, I want two majors. I would rather win two majors and miss every cut all season, right? But if you look at what Calvin did this season, he had an incredible year. And so that's where you can have that discussion. Oh, I get, I get it. I get it. To me, I like that. I get it because like, are you upset? Calvin won. Are you upset? Calvin won. No, no. Because this is what I Would you have been upset if Isaac won? What? Would you have been upset if Isaac won? Depends. It depends on who, on what it is. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It depends on what it is because I, I've always said this for like player rankings. Said player goes second, 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 second at all the majors. Other player mm-hmm. wins one major. Mm-hmm. I take the one major. 
Yeah. And so it's a weird debate. It really is, especially amongst your peers. My my view on it and your view on it is completely different than said guy who doesn't play on the pro tour at home because he's a fan. I understand sure. what it takes to win major championships. And it is tough. I've never done it, and I've done every other thing that you could possibly think of in the game. All of it. Never did that. Never did that. I've never won like a point up, uh, like the Elite Series points, too. You know what I mean? Something like that. So to me, when I look at the highest achievement in this game out of my 20 years being on, on the tour... Winning a major is at the very, very tippity top. It's the hardest yeah. thing to do. And so I say, no, Isaac did something because Calvin couldn't get it done. You know what I mean? Kyle did something. Calvin didn't get it done. I would take those two things because I know what it's like to be a consistent player like Calvin. I know what that's like. I've had seasons where I played fantastic the whole entire season. Didn't get a dub. Tenth, top fours. I I think one season I went top four in every major. No dub. I would trade them all for a major. Okay. Let's not talk about trading seasons. Let's just talk about, if I asked you the question, who played better at the majors? Yeah. Okay, four majors. Who played better at the majors? You have player A. He won one major and got top 25 at the other three. Player B got second at all four majors. Who played better at the majors? Well, player B. Okay. And and that's... Yeah, I get that. that yeah. Ultimately, yeah, that ultimately is kind of like... That's my argument. Yeah. Yeah, the argument is, is like... There's one side of the table, which I think the 40% of people that picked Isaac Robinson, those are the people that are saying player of the year should go to right. the person that I would want their season. 100%, and then yeah. the other side of the argument is player of the year should go to the person that had the best season. Yes. Those yes. two things are separate. Now, what I'll say about this though, and that's why I asked you, would you be upset if Isaac won? Did you, were you upset when Calvin won? This is not like what the PDGA's player of the year was where right. you could have someone that just went and played random. I don't know if they're doing that still, but you could have someone play A tiers and rack up a bunch of points playing A tiers and become the PDGA player of the year. I don't think in, in the way that we have this set up, I don't think that will ever happen, right? Yeah. And it, it kind of showed. I think Gannon was a notch below Isaac and Calvin's year, and it looks like he received 7% Roughly, I would say like at max, he received 7% of tour card holders and he was, he would have received at max 6% okay. of, of, um, media members. So that just shows me right there. Like, I don't think we're ever going to have someone that like is not deserving of this war award win it. And we're like, what the heck this year was kind of weird because of how it all turned out. I think if Calvin would have won a few more tournaments that he was really close in, I think it would have been a no-brainer, but um, the fact that Isaac did win two, ma- I, I think it made it a little bit tougher than. But this is good. You want discussion. You want people talking about it. You want and, people and it's the fact it. that, and it's the fact that this in our sport, winning the world championship is the thing. It's the thing, mm-hmm. and so it like counts 
quadruple towards your player of the year stat, I feel like. It has to because it's quadruple of any other tournament that we play. And I and I don't think a lot of people really took that into consideration. Not only did Isaac win the Champions Cup and everybody was like, holy cow, what the heck just happened? He just absolutely dominated it. Then he goes and he backs it up with a world title. That's that's crazy. That's a crazy year. When's the last time somebody did something like that? I mean, it's going to be tougher and tougher to do too, obviously, right? Oh, well, maybe not for Isaac or Calvin. Yeah. Those guys are... Well, they, and I'm not... It's all a discussion. I'm happy yeah. that Calvin won. If I were to be outside source and never play disc golf, I could look at the stats and be like, okay, this is the player of the year. He had the best, he had the best season. Most consistent player. One tournament's great. Was it... I th- I'm pretty sure he finished top five in all the majors. That's your player of the year. I just don't want it to get too. I don't want it to get too like this is how you should be voting because then at that point it's like don't don't vote right. Like if if there's if there's a structure of like hey this is how much majors are worth this is how much a win on uh, the pro tour is worth this is how much a top five is worth this is how much a top if that's how it is and that's how we're telling everyone to vote then there's no reason to vote we already yeah. have it that that you're just telling me a scoring right. system. Well, Just crunch the numbers. What about this, okay? Because <clears throat> this happens in, like, basketball a lot, like with the MVP race, okay? Mm-hmm. To where some guy just wins it over and over and over again, and they finally just give it to somebody else. What about this scenario? Calvin has the same season for five straight years. Isaac has the same season for five straight years. Isaac never wins the award. That's fair? No, I think I think at that point, I think you're right. I think at that point, because there is voters and the and the voters will probably most likely stay. A lot of them will stay the same throughout the years. There definitely becomes a time where you're 100 percent right. Like, hey, we've been voting for Calvin and he's kind of just doing the same thing. And Isaac's still winning two majors every year. <laughs> yeah, like we might like, let's just I'm going to vote for Isaac this year. I could totally I could totally yeah. see that happening. Yeah. OK. All right. So that, we're on the same page. Possible. It's just a complete yeah. crazy little it's a, yeah. it's I mean, a, it's it a happened to LeBron, thing. right? There was multiple years yeah. that LeBron should have won it, but they're like, we can't just keep giving it to LeBron. So yeah, let's then just they gave it, it to Westbrook. <laughs> let's, let's just pass oh. this around a little bit. Oh goodness! Um, all right. FPO player of the year, way less kind of conversation with this. Yeah. Um, you had Chris Natar receiving 100% of the media votes and 87.5% of the FPO tour card holders. Now, this created speculation by me. That was I saw that I was like eighty-seven point five percent. Some people kind of crank the numbers and like figured out like how many people that could be. We don't. They don't tell us exactly how many people voted, right? So, if let's say there are forty FPO tour card holders, but maybe a handful of those didn't vote, then that actually would change the number of how many people didn't vote for Kristen, right? We're not, we don't have the exact number of how many people didn't vote for Kristen. But what we do know is there are people that didn't vote for Kristen. And this is what drove me kind of wild is like, we need to figure out these people who did not vote for Kristen for player of the year, because it wasn't like a Calvin and Isaac situation where I can make an argument for one. I can, Kristen had the best season of all time in FPO. Hands down. Never been done before, hands down. If you're not voting for her as a player, the, uh, for player of the year, 
you are now taking something else outside of whether or not this person was the best. You're taking some other variable and you're adding it in that should not be I'll say it. it's for. personal at that point. It, it's personal. It, it's it's a joke. And, and I want I want names. I, I want to know because <laughs> I, I want to know who on the FPO is a joke. I, I want to know because you are. If you did not vote Kristen for player of the year, and some people were saying, oh, knowing Kristen, she probably didn't vote for herself. So that I reached out to Kristen. I asked her, did you vote for yourself? And she said, I didn't vote. Yeah. She did say if she was going to vote, she probably wouldn't vote for herself. But she didn't vote. So that's that makes it. Sorry, my dogs are nuts. Yeah, they're they're um, mad too. They're pissed off. <laughs> um, and, and some people are like, uh, some people are probably asking me, you know, why do you care so much? Whatever, I I care because this isn't a um, this isn't a hey, who do you like on tour? Who's who should be like who who was the best player, but also did a lot of charity work. Cause we had, we had a vote like this in, in all ultimate Frisbee. It was called the, uh, the Callahan award winner and the Callahan award winner kind of was supposed to go to the best player in college, but there was a bunch of other stuff tied to it of like sportsmanship, how they were liked, all those things. That's not player of the year. Player of the year. Isn't, isn't do, do fans like you do yeah. players like you? It's simply who had the best season. So I want to know, cause I want to know who, who I can look in the face and say, you're a joke. Yeah. I, I agree with that, man. It's a, it's a no debate situation. It's a no debate. There's no argument. No There's no argument. And if you're, you're voting for silly. yourself, you're a joke. Like if you're like, I'm going to vote for myself. You're a joke. Yep. It, it, there's just no way about it. So cra crazy, crazy. Um, I, I messaged Trevor to see if he could like start doing some journalistic work to try to figure out who were the players that ended up not voting for her. And he was like, I, he said something, which I've never heard this before. He said that the disc golf pro tour has something to where if they feel like there's some sort of like collusion or voting for your friends or something like that, like your vote gets revoked. And moving forward, I've never seen that. Maybe that was somewhere in the fine print when we were voting. Maybe. But, um, but like, I, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. Like, if you voted for anyone but Kristen, like, yeah, you don't get a vote next year because you're a joke. Yeah. Um, all right. Some other awards that were given out. We have uh, MPO most player, most improved Cole Radalin. This one, no brainer. No brainer. Right. Yeah. I think, I think last year, we got to see like sparks of Cole. Like we got to see like what his ceiling could be. And then this year, obviously at Ledgestone being his, his, uh, his big shining moment, yeah. we really got to see like, holy it, cow, like this guy's a, this guy's a killer. It reminded me of like uh, Gannon, you know, from mm -hmm. the year prior where he was at the pro tour championships and he really made a name for himself in the pro tour championships. And then the next year, you know, had its breakout season, won the USDGC. Yep. I mean, it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. And then the other one, FPO, this makes a lot of sense as well. Um, most improved, Allie Smith. Now, like, she wasn't really someone on, like, the radar last year. So I guess, I mean, to me, it's 
did she not did she not get like rookie like was she not qualified for rookie of the year did she play enough last year to not get qualified i don't remember yeah look up how much she played yeah because i think she i think she did play on tour a few times for sure really yeah i mean if that's the case then for sure most improved yeah because she ended up actually winning on tour and i don't even remember her playing last year yeah so clearly let's see what she play last year so she played champions cup she did ledgestone des moines worlds and what are their finishes any top tens? That's all she played. Oh, okay. Uh, world, she got forty. Like, well, that's that's all she played on tour. Uh, world, she got forty second. Des Moines, she got thirty second. Twenty six at Ledgestone. Twenty six at um, Champions Cup, and twenty second at Music City. So my guess is, like, I mean, I wouldn't really consider that playing on tour, right? That's like five or six events. But I think that might be. The Juliana, the Juliana Corver rule of counting as technically not able to win rookie of the year. So it makes gotcha. sense, right? So I guess technically, yeah, she was and, not and her places improved big time from oh. from those five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely is a is a contender and and someone too. I'm looking forward to seeing maybe if she has like another breakthrough, jumps yeah. another plateau going into next season. Um, all right, comeback player of the year, Yuli. You might have a little bit of a a, a stronger take on, than me on this because I actually have a pretty strong take on this. You got second place. You lost it to James Proctor. I don't think this award makes any sense. With James winning, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because if you look at James Proctor... He's very good at this. Like he, he's always been very good. And like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of his results from 2022. He got 10th at the Sula open 20th at the European open. Um, let's see that was this else. year. No, this is last year. Last year. 21st at MVP 15th at USCGC. That, that was in 2022. Um, didn't he have like a really good tournament somewhere too? Last 21st at Portland Open. Like he's had, he's had really solid finishes. And I don't know. I, to me, like what, I mean, even going back now, going back to 2021, he got ninth at Portland Open, second at Masters Cup, 15th at OTB. I don't know. To me, like comeback player of the year, should it even be injury based? Do you think it should be someone that like was injured and then they came back? Like what, what does this award mean to you? Well, in the, in the description, when we're announcing it at the award show, it told us what that is. Somebody who's coming off of a, of a slump, somebody who coming back from possibly an injury. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a bit, cryptic i guess what they're looking for Uh, this one's the toughest one i think he definitely had a way better season i think he could have been in the contention for um most improved most improved kind of makes sense because of the finishes i mean he, he got like top 10 in the in the pro tour points final um 
But yeah, I'm not sure what they're looking for. I mean, I hate this I, award. I, the more I, I think about it, I hate this award. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they're looking for. I mean, my mine was my season went like this. I missed the first. I missed nine sh- straight caches on the pro tour, mm-hmm. and then from that point on, had had a fairly good season. It's not like I was top tending every single time or anything, but I definitely flipped my my tournament around or my season around, and I made the the you know the finals, which was huge for me. But it's, I don't know. I don't know. I was definitely, I was hoping that I would get the award because yeah, of, of the hard work that I that I put in for sure. Um, but I can't take anything away from James because of the great season that he had. So let's, he, uh, he won. Let's, let's cancel this award. Let's not have this award again. Because I think this award makes no sense. You have Valerie Mandahano winning it for FPO. She was injured and then she just came back and played. And one, um, I mean, I guess you just give it to Paige Pierce next year. Like, I, I this yeah. award, I, this award's dumb. This award's dumb. Um, let's cancel this award. Let's do. You know what? I was let's hoping. I'll tell you this much. I was yeah, hoping ahead. that I would get the award because then maybe I would get considered for the All Star event. Ooh. You know what I mean? And so I was actually that's was my selfish reasoning behind. Yeah that it wasn't for me to take the award from somebody else. It was the fact that, Hey, if I win this award, I might get considered to be in the all-star, you know, um, thing, which would, which would have been awesome. And so that's why I was, I was a little bummed that I won, but congrats to James, man. Honestly, no winning award is always dope. I think this one, like there might not be someone. You're always going to have someone most improved. You're always going to have like rookie of the years too. We'll get to those in a second. You're always going to have player of the year. That makes sense. You might not have a comeback player of the year. Like it, it, it just might not, there might not be someone like that. It doesn't really make yeah. that much sense. So I think get away there. with this. And if you want to have another award, add something like off the course. So someone like most, uh, like someone Influential that gave, or something. Yeah. Like, or, or someone that gave back to the sport the most, right? Like yeah. someone that is, you know, out there, like a, a good person for that would be like Ella Hansen with her work that she does yep. with um, uh, you play, right? Like stuff like that of where like maybe maybe that's a, a good award to maybe exchange it with. Because the comeback, I just, to me, it's like what? You're going to have Ricky play, like miss three cuts and then all of a sudden win the next tournament and he wins comeback player of the year? Yeah, I think he was actually in the running for winning it. I think it was us. It was it was Proctor, myself, and Ricky. Which I think Ricky actually, no offense to Proctor, but I think Ricky made more sense than even Proctor because he missed a bunch of tournaments. He's injured. Yeah, he was injured, and then he came back and he won the Pro Tour Championships with missing a bunch of tournaments. That's crazy. Yeah, sounds like yeah. a good comeback story to me. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. Um, we have. Uh, rookie of the year, Luke Taylor. He he probably had the best acceptance speech out of everyone because he did an ace. He made an ace right before he did his acceptance speech. And also, I was paying attention. No cuts. So like that's super. That's very nerve wracking to make the shot and then have to be like, all right, now I have to talk for thirty to forty five yeah. seconds and like not mess up. Yeah. Or else it looks I wonder if he ace did. before it messed up. Like if that was his first ace. Oh, he, he, he like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, I gotta try it again. Yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. 
Um, but yeah, shout out to him. He had an incredible season. I think Aiden Scott was also close, who also had a really good rookie season as well. And then you have uh, rookie but of the year. But that's and, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another thing. Why isn't Parker Welk the winner? It was his rookie season, but he had oh, played. Was it? Yeah, but he had played a couple the year before. He probably played too many. That's the Juliana Corver. That's the Juliana Corver rule. You can't, they had to have set a certain number. They had to have. You have to yeah. set a certain number of this is how many events uh, count. And yeah, I agree with you of where it's like, I mean, there is like some of this stuff is like pretty ridiculous too, where they're like, this person moved up 45 spots from last year in the disc golf pro tour standing. It's like, well, yeah, no duh. They played three events last year yeah. and this year they played 30 events. Like gonna anyone's going to move up. Stats anyone's going to get way more points by playing way more events. Like that's a, a, a no brainer, but um yeah, see how many events he played the year before because they had to make the Juliana Corver because when Juliana Corver won as a six-time world champion rookie of the year, it made absolutely no sense. Yeah, that was so weird. They had they had to set the line at a certain amount of events, so that didn't ever happen. That never happened again. So my guess is Parker played whatever that number was the year before, and so he wasn't because he he should have. I mean, you win. If you're a rookie and you win on tour, like you're rookie of the year, it doesn't really matter what else you do. Yeah. Like you've, you've won the award um, for FPO rookie of the year is Silva Saarinen. This is the person that I've talked about a couple times here on the podcast. Someone that I've definitely kept my eye on as to potentially someone that could compete. Uh, I don't know if she necessarily has the distance to maybe compete at every course, but her putt, is one of the best, I think, on in, in the FPL. So someone that I've definitely uh, have kept my eye on to see, you know, the progress and a very deserving FPL Rookie of the Year. She's also done a lot um, of good stuff too over on the European tours over there as well. Now, I did really get okay. The media I got, I got, voter. Oh I yeah. Got it. What's the Parker Welk situation? The Let's Parker Welk situation is he played Worlds. He got eighty six. Yep. yep. He played OTB, 58th. Santa Cruz, which was a silver, 34th. And he also played Vegas. That was it. I think four might be the number. I think four might be the number. It has to be. Yeah, so it didn't count. Yeah. Um, You think that's a good number? I think that's a garbage number. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think that's a garbage number. I mean, what is that? That's like 25% of the season. How is Worlds part of it? No, it's less than 25, 20%. Well, I mean, you have to, the majors have to be part of it because you can't have someone play. You can't have someone play all four majors. I mean, imagine, imagine, imagine this, Yuli. Imagine again, our, our sports kind of weird. But imagine Juliana Corver decided like, hey, this year I'm only going to play all four majors. She plays all four majors, does decently all right, how about at this? all four, and then joins and then plays the tour next year and then gets rookie of the year. How about you could this? have someone well, technically no, do that. No, 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 no. What about this? Yes, you could. Yes, you could. No, listen to this scenario. Though. There's a guy, he, he uh, Monday qualifies at like five events. No tour card on the PGA Tour. Okay. He gets his tour card. That's his rookie year, isn't it? 
If you have, if you earn your tour card, if if that's the way our season was, I would agree with you. Like if that's how if if that's how the tour worked, I would agree with you. But that's not really how the tour works. Yeah, and that's why, like you can, the, the to play to play four events. Like if you're if if you're decent at disc golf and you're yeah. like I want to play four events this year, you can play four events. Yeah. If you're really good at golf and you're like I want to play four events this year, someday it will luck. be like that though. Someday it will, and I think that's when you can change it. Yeah. To where it's like your first yeah. year of having a tour card. Yeah. That's your rookie season. Then and make so it you're... none. You you can't have Correct. played any any pro tours the year before, because it's real. Come on. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I yeah. agree. It's just a, it's a weird thing the way that you can get in and out of tournaments yeah. right now. It's it's it doesn't make sense. So they had to do something like this. But um, let's let's talk about these media voters, okay? Is we have some exclusive they're they're gonna announce this at i think it might have already been announced but like maybe a few hours before this podcast goes up they gave it to us to talk about because i think this is interesting where i wanted to know what players didn't vote for kristen tatar we actually get to see the media voters and i believe we don't get to see who they vote for right now but i think like me and you don't get to see that, but I think that will be known. I think they're going to announce who people voted for in the media. But today, I just wanted to talk about some of these people that have media votes. What are, what are our thoughts on this? So here we go. First one, we have Grant Zellner. He's works for the PDGA. He's on the PDGA. He's on PDGA radio, and he works for the Disc Golf Network. Never heard of him. Do you think no, someone heard, that works them. for the PDGA though should have a media vote? Would be my first question. I, I told you that last week that I think that's who had the vote. It's the PDGA. <laughs> and you're like, there's no way. And I'm like, I yeah, bet you. I, I, yeah, I bet because like, I bet that's true. Because when I hear like media votes for like NBA, NBA voting or media votes for, for like AP polls and stuff, I'm not thinking it's like the NBA employees or the NCAA <laughs> employees. Know. I'm thinking it's like people that are on ESPN that are like yeah. broadcasters or ESPN, journalists or CBS. people that have blogs, podcast. Yeah. Like I'm thinking it's those people. Yeah. So, okay. So there's one right there. That's kind of weird. Then you have Jay Yeti Redding edge. If I, if I know, I'm pretty sure edge is like a um, charity. It is. Yeah. So that that's again, another kind of an interesting media vote. A little bit. I mean, now Jay Yeti Redding, it was a past professional on tour. Yeah. But if it was he knows someone what's other, going on. Correct. But if it was someone other than him that worked at Edge, that would be kind of weird. Be wild. It's just a, it's just a charity. Yep. It's a disc golf charity. They hey, get maybe I get vote. a vote next year with my charity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you got Bobby Cox, GK Pro, Disc Golf Pro Tour. So now you have someone that's producing disc golf film okay so, so uh, where i'm at right now i'm over three i'm i'm over three for for actual media votes so far tour life so, should let, get a vote next let's, year let's keep going to, yeah silas you you need to be talking about you getting a vote brother i see how me and yuli shouldn't get votes but silas you need to be saying with you got someone that's filming and gk pro getting a vote why isn't it silas yeah get me on there um, man yeah get silas on there all right you have lauren lakeberg the disc golf pro, the disc golf photographer. 
The photographer. Are you gets serious? A vote. He gets a vote. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. what, are we, what are we doing here? I take some good what, photos, what, but damn. What, what are we doing here? I think I think they're using the word media a little too loosely. Wow. And like who gets the who photographer gets, gets a vote on who's we're, player of the year? We're 0 for 4. We're 0 for 4. Um Kimu Turinen, Disc Golf Network. It, do, is he on any shows that I don't watch or something? Does anyone have any idea who that person is? Like if he if he has like a podcast or something on the Disc Golf Network, I get that, but like I don't know who this person is. So yeah. um Silas, can you do a Google search on this guy to see if it pops up on like what his position is at the Disc Golf Network is? Kimu Turinen and see if see if we can figure that out. All right. Here we go. Number one, we got our first one. Charlie Eisenhood, first media member, Alti, Alti World Disc Golf, the upshot commentator on Disc Golf Network. There we go. That one, worthy. Yep. Um, all right. These two people, I think these people do. No, these guys are just media people in the PDGA. I don't think they. Hayden Henry and Matthew Rothstein. So Matthew Rossing, I believe, is that the one of the guys that does kind of some of the interviews? Yeah. I think, I right? Think so. He sometimes is on coverage. Um, again, kind of weird that they're PDGA employees and they, even though they are media for the PDGA, they're still employees by the PDGA. So it's still kind of weird a little bit to me that they get votes. Uh, all right, UDISC. I love UDISC, but why is UDISC? employees getting votes you have steve hill and josh lichty both getting votes i mean they see all the data they see all the data i'm <laughs> taking them over the other guys I, they see I all the statistics no, i agree i <laughs> think I, I i agree i i like them in the sense of like they probably have an idea of what's going on yes but again are we missing the idea of what a media vote really is like are our stats guys getting media votes for the high like for the Heisman? I don't like know. A man. guy that's just like doing statistics? Maybe. I, I don't I don't think so, Yuli. I it's could a be wrong. May, it's I, a maybe though. It, I could be wrong. Um I found Kimo? what Kimo Kimo does. He's uh Kimo. It, on his Instagram it says he's the producer and manager of Pulse Pulsia Pulse EA Disc Golf Media. Uh, that's a, that's a that's a disc golf company. Yeah, that's a training. That, isn't that the training deal? Yes, that's, I think so. That's all. That's all his Instagram says. That's it. Okay, so so he's a producer. I think all he right. might be a producer in Europe. Oh Is yes, Polsia in from yes. Euro, from. You're Finland? probably right. He's probably on the European disc golf network part. Yeah. But again, behind the camera, right? Not not an actual media person. Um, Zoe Andike, Elaine King, both for the Disc Golf Network. I like these. Mm -hmm. I like these. Um, Terry Miller, obviously, no brainer, makes sense. But Elaine King gets a media vote and she plays. Does she? Ah, does she still play? She Zoe played. plays more than Elaine. It doesn't matter. They both play. That's sus. Yeah, that is weird. If you're playing, if you're still playing on tour, you probably shouldn't get a vote at all. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Terry Miller. No brainer. Ken Climo, no brainer. Matt Graham on the Nick and Matt show, no brainer. Uh, Dion Arlen from Stat Mando. He Again, owns like Stat a... Mando. I don't mind okay. that. 
a statistics guy. Uh, oh, yes, because Stat Mando, see, now they aren't just stats, though. Yeah, they do. I guess everything. you could say that. I guess you could say the same thing with Udis. So I stand correct with Stu yep. Udis because Udis does blog. Udis yep. does make posts and stuff. So mm-hmm. apologies to Udis. I stand corrected. Udis, Stat Mando, I think these make sense. Yeah, I like that. Um, Philo, I, I, is Philo on that gray area of still kind of he playing? He still or plays he... sometimes, yeah. Okay. Um, then you got Matt Kruger, another Udis guy. Uh, Keenan Dalton, uh, Central Coast Disc Golf. Must be a I don't film know, guy. I don't know his Maybe role. Maybe a producer. Yeah, kind of weird there. Uh, Evan Kern, Stat Mando, Nick and Matt show. Makes a lot of sense. Then you have Isaac Goldblatt, Disc Golf Pro Tour Gatekeeper Media. Again, it sounds like another producer, filmer person. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Hever, Hunter and Trevor from Foundation, obviously. Makes sense. Mason Kiz, Kizer, the wind hey, read on... Di- how are our views compared to theirs on their shows? Oh, we're the number one disc golf podcast. How are we, how are we not... Don't how, say that in front of them. They get very, very... How very are mad. we not getting any votes here? Silas would be the only one that would be able to do it. No, Elaine gets a vote. There's no Philo shot me and you g- should get... There's no I shot know. me and you should get media votes. I'm not, I'm not, but if they're getting them, we should get them. You're saying we should fight for it. No, I'm saying that nobody who plays on tour should have a media vote. I, other people do. I think I actually got one last year. You got one, Silas? I got one last year, not for this year, but yeah, oh. they, they sent me one. I, I don't know why or how, <laughs> but yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so maybe they cut down their, uh, there are uh, people all the time, but I don't know. Here? I don't know how I got one <laughs> two years ago, but I did. That's unbelievable. Uh, maybe they just have more people that are willing to do it now. So they, they're really like anyone that was in disc golf. They're just sending this out to be like, Hey, please. And, and, and let's be fair. You know, we're making a lot of fun of this. It is fun to make fun of, but I mean, this is a growing process, right? Like five, 10 years from now. Do I think half of these people are going to be on this list? No. But you got to start somewhere. And at a Might certain be point, more like, with the way things are going. More people. <laughs> no, I hope not. I hope not. I hope there's more actual media around disc golf. I'm surprised like, manufacturers one, aren't on here. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yep. Uh, this one makes sense. Like Mason Kizer, uh, it looks like he has some sort of show or something on the disc golf network called the Win Read. So that makes sense. Lucas Miller, Green Splatter, they have a big blog on disc golf. Makes sense. Justin Westfall from Alti World must be like some sort of journalist, writer, makes sense. Dustin Moret from Disc Golf Network, Disc Golf Pro Tour, also on debate night. That makes sense. Ian Anderson makes sense. He's a commentator. Uh, JVD, Smashbox, that makes sense. A little bit of a gray area, I get. Uh, no, 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 not a gray area. No, no. I was going to say that's kind of a gray area, like file, but different. Um, and then you've got Valerie, Nathan Doss, Disc Golf Network. Uh, and then it looks like we have two of the European Disc Golf Network commentators, is what I'm assuming. Yanni Lancio and Essa Pekka Tupala. I butchered those and I apologize. And then you have Josh Mansfield, who's also on the Upshot uh, podcast. So some of these make a lot of sense. And then One some second. of these I'm do doing not make some research. Sense at all. What are you doing research? I'm on? doing research. Just give me a okay. second. You let us know what comes back to us. Um, but yeah, like 
let me know if I'm completely wrong on this, guys. But to me, when I hear media, if I'm hearing it in like a general sense, like, hey, I work in media, that means that you could literally be like, um, you could be like a grip. You could be someone that's literally just running to get duct tape. You're running to get like snacks for the people on set. Yeah, you work in media. That makes sense if you say that. But when someone tells me, hey, we're getting media votes to vote on this specific specific thing in a sport, my mind now switches to like, now these are people that are journalists. These are people that cover the sport. They are actually the people in front of the camera or behind the pin, something along that nature. They are not like, oh, I am a manager of this disc golf company. I get a vote. Like that, that makes no sense to me. So I could be way off base, but I don't think I am. Juliana Corver made the Pro Tour finals. She played in the Pro Tour finals, which means she had to have played enough to make it in the Pro Tour finals, which means she played a lot. Are you talking about about the... You're talking about the rookie of the year? No, I'm saying Juliana Corver this year played in the tour yeah. championships. Why are you talking about Juliana Corver? She doesn't have a vote. Oh, I thought you said she did. No, 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 no. No, Zoe Andike and Elaine King. Oh, okay. My and, bad. And Valerie Doss. Yeah, Juliana oh, no, Corver would no, be really okay. bad. I, that's she that's like the one four. that I was, I was, I, I thought that's what you said, but that was oh, my mistake. Yeah, no, no, because yeah, no. Elaine King, okay, you were, I think you, we're thinking Juliana Corver for Lane King. Yeah. I don't think Lane King has played in anything. No, no, um, no, no, no. No, that's I me. Think I, Zoe, I think Zoe might have also... I think, honestly, Zoe and Philo, if you would have said this, like, last year, it might have been a little bit different. But, like, this year, I don't think those people played that much at all. Either no, me neither. No, I have no so, problems with those. So, yeah, I'm, 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 good with, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But, but I'm I knew with Elaine, you, like, I thought it was Elaine, or I thought it was Juliana because she does the commentary, and then I got it yes. mixed up, and I got a like tiny Sexton brain. Sexton would be bad. Sexton would be bad, right? He commentates, yeah. but he plays a decent amount. Like, he yeah. shouldn't have a media vote. Um, well, also, he would, he would be double dipping, right? He has a tour card. Yeah. So he would have two votes in that situation. All right, this was a topic that you actually wanted to, you brought up, Yuli. So yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in hearing this. Should pros have to pay to be on tour? So what I mean by this is, do, should we have to pay, like every year we have to pay entry fees, right? Mm-hmm. You also have to get like, you have to pay like $1,000 for all the other stuff that comes with being on tour, I think. You, don't you is, have to pay yeah, $1,000 just to pay for your entry fees so so i just did this i have the numbers right here let's i did as well but i can't remember yeah i have the numbers so i can pull it up okay so for 2024 to get your tour card to get event registrations for all the events because i signed up for pretty much everything and then i also signed up for an additional european event which wasn't included the total came out to be just under $6,000. Yeah. So here's my point. In other sports, do you have to pay to get a PGA Tour card? So you pay a locker room fee. Yep. So every, every you event you go to... you pay to get in the to tournament? Or, no. 
as anybody as your sponsor. Now, you might have to pay to try to qualify. So I think the qualifying... But if you get your tour card... Correct. You don't pay. Correct. If I'm not mistaken. Sponsors sponsors aren't paying either. It's the same question is is LeBron James paying to play in an NBA game? Right. No. Right. It's 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 that same Yeah. Uh, is, We're is, getting is to the Lamar point. Lamar Jackson paying to play in the NFL. No. We're getting to the point, I believe, where we should not have to pay if you if you go on tour because could you, <laughs> I, I disagree a little bit. I think you shouldn't have to pay if you have a tour card. That's no, you should exactly. Yes, that's what I'm saying. If you get your but, tour card, tour cards don't fill up entire tournaments, though. No, so there are going to be people that are in we, tournaments. That but don't we have, tour have cards. that uh, exactly. I'm yeah, getting to that. Yeah. Yes, if you have a tour card, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to pay to play on the tour. I don't think. Ideally, yes. Ideally, 100%. ideally. Yes. And I know we're not to that point yet, but Mm -hmm. when do we get to that point? That's, that is the question, right? Because like I get it right now, we got to pay to keep the tour going. It's not even close. I got it. We are still, we are still betting at the end of the day. We're still going over to Jimmy's house at five, five o'clock. His mom's making pizza rolls. We all throw $5 in the pot and we're playing uh, winner take all that. We're still doing that. Right. If you look at the breakdowns, And, and when yes. people are like, and this is why I have my biggest issue with like equal payouts right now between MPO and FPO, aside from the fact that MPO draws in way more viewers than FPO. And I'll have that argument to anyone. If anyone wants to say that, just literally look at the numbers. It is true. MPO brings more value to the tour than FPO does right now. I want to keep, but, I want to keep on my thought though, because it, it doesn't stop with just should we. Okay. To finish this though, the last yeah. thing I was just going to say is. If you took out, if you took out the, uh, um, you know, the, the entry fees to these tournaments, like the prizes, the pr- the prize money for these tournaments go down. So I mean, it's it's literally almost fifty yes. percent at most these tournaments. So how much do you think for the whole year is it five hundred grand? Well, let's think. Let's do the numbers. So, so what? Let's say 85, 85 no, It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that, right? That's because... how many people have tour cards? No, 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 no. I'm say- Wait, are you saying how much? I'm saying how much money goes in to the tour based off event. Uh, how much money do they have to come up with to, for it not to matter? And the tour, people who earn their tour card. Well, let's, I mean, like just to do a couple calculations real quick, right? So you mm-hmm. have, let me pull my calculator out real quick. Where the flip is my calculator? Calculator. Okay, so you have um, roughly, I would say, what what's like the average, like two seventy five is like the average entry fee cost, right? Yeah. Roughly around there. Well, just somewhere. put six grand for everybody. If if all tour card holders do the whole tour, put six grand, cool. eighty five people. Okay, and just see what that is. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say not everyone has a no, tour card but, that plays. But I mean, that's, that's how many tour yeah, cards they okay. get. Yeah, so that I mean that's five hundred ten thousand dollars. Five hundred ten thousand dollars. Sure. And I would say, I would say you'd probably have to at least add an extra two fifty to all the people that are signing up that don't have tour cards. Now they're not, they're not paying for the don't care about tour card them. amenities. Oh, you don't, don't care about those. People. Don't care. Okay. I care about the tour card people who okay. earn their spot to be on the tour. 
So if if that was the case, if we switch to where we're like, hey, the only people playing in events are tour card holders. Well, they would have to make up more than that too. They would they would probably have to make up like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, let's say seven hundred fifty thousand for the payouts to remain the same. Yep. And this is where it comes down to my my only only point is the question is at what point does this happen? And it's sponsorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's <laughs> who's getting our sponsorship from other places? And it's got to be so difficult to find somebody to get a half million bucks to sponsor a tour, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's and a fantastic it's a fantastic question. It really is. That's a, that's a, yeah. That's all I'm wondering. At what point does it get tip? And all of a sudden, tour means like like for example. I'm going to I'm just going to say this. I know I've talked to players this year who are having a hard time finding sponsors to pay for their entry fees who have tour cards, mm-hmm. which means they cannot afford to even go on tour. Mm-hmm. Getting on tour doesn't mean at all that even if you play good, you're going to make money. Even if you play good, you're going to make money. You're going to lose money probably. It's the same as a lot of these individual sports, yes. Exactly. But it should be an opportunity if you're the best in the world and you're giving up the rights that you give up to the media and to the tour because you're signing over your likeness. What's the value in that? Right now, I'm paying, for example, to sign over my likeness to the Pro Tour. Mm -hmm. Correct? I'm actually paying... to do that yes that's kind of crazy to me to have an opportunity to make money i'm going to sign over the rights of my likeness Mm -hmm. to the pro tour now a new kid comes in and makes the tour can't even afford to play on the tour he can't even afford to get in the opportunity isn't there and it's sad to me And so what I'm proposing is there should be a push to get whatever sponsorship we need to get to make sure that we're giving everybody their equal opportunity to play on the tour and for it to be like, I I just can't imagine. Listen, imagine you paying somebody to give away your likeness, Brody, and something else. You you kind of, okay, so you, this is where it's like, it, it makes sense when the money is right, right? So if, we're, if we were talking about one of the big four sports, it wouldn't even be a question. Yep, yep. Because you're like, I'm getting so much in return. This is where it is a very interesting, it is a very, very interesting conversation because, um, let me. And, uh, and let me, full disclosure for everybody listening. This is not yeah. a complaint. I am a forward thinker. Oh, people are, no, people, people are going to think you're complaining. For yeah. Sure. I, I, well, there's yeah, always going to be that. I'm forward thinking. I want to get to this point, and how do we do it? How do we do it? Because if we get to this point, the sport's in a better place. So I want people to realize where I'm coming from, right? I don't want them to just say, oh, there goes you, Lee, wanted, want, wanting to play on country clubs every single day, and mm-hmm. Mr. P- Mr. Privilege, no, that's not... That's not where I'm coming from. 
My thought process okay. is always, how do we get to a better place? And if we get there, when we get there, the sport's going to be in a better place. I love this conversation though, because it is such a thought provoking one of where, yes. like where, gets where to, do it we gets go? Going. It gets you going. Because I don't even, yeah, I don't even know, Yuli, if us like following golf's model, because golf right now is 100%. in a weird spot with it, right? So this idea of like, hey, because I've always said that, like, hey, we should just follow what golf is doing. But now golf is having some issues. So this is this is my thought. You've got several ways of going about it, right? Because we, we cannot compare ourselves. <laughs> we cannot. They're paying live players lo- loads of money to play and to take their likeness, by the way. Yeah. Insane well, I mean, amounts of money. It's well, also like, it's not, it's not like, I mean, you're, you're paying John Rom 600 million or whatever to play in front of 400 people. It's not, <laughs> no. it doesn't make any sense. They're <laughs> willing to lose money. So that, that's not really a great example, but we're not going to look at the top four sports. We're not right. Because like those are team sports a little bit different. So I like looking at kind of more of an individual sports. So those sports you got are golf, tennis, and then the other one that's kind of, oh, here we go. The other one that's somewhat interesting is like, um, is racing NASCAR or formula one. So you can go, we can go the route. You can go the route, like formula one of where, like, what if the tour, instead of having 120 person fields, like what if the tour was 20 people? Yep. Because a certain at a certain point, the value of certain people on tour is is zero. I hate to say it, but it is like there are yeah. certain people on tour that are playing that is that that brings zero value to the tour. And no, like they my bring exam- value, they bring an entry fee. That's their only value. Yes, the like my example for this in golf is the forty fourth person on the money list from last year. He won $4,150,000 playing golf on the PGA Tour. His name, Chris Kirk. Is anyone showing up to a PGA Tour event that isn't related, married, or friends with Chris Kirk to watch Chris Kirk? Yes. Yes. What? Absolutely. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, because no, he's pro- no, no because he's probably playing with somebody else who's good. <laughs> no, that's not that. That, that wasn't you're the probably question. sitting on a hole and you're gambling on the guys okay. coming in who's no, going to hit the, the question, green or not. The question was, I know, if, I'm being goofy. It, yeah, yeah. The question was more like if it's Wednesday and you're questioning whether or not you're going to buy tickets to go yeah. watch golf on Thursday. If Chris Kirk's tweets out. Hey guys, can't play. I'm out. Is that changing that person? Per- oh, I'm, I'm not going anymore. What I the think, heck? I think so. Because for example, do you think Andrew Presnell brings people to watch him play? Do you think has, he has diehard fans that will want to go watch him? Are we, are we talk? Okay. I don't really want to do the name game because it is very sad. Like it's, it, it is, I don't want to hurt people's feelings, I would say in certain areas, because I think so. I would say in certain areas, maybe. Is it is it a monumental number? No. And that, I mean that's just the truth of yeah. what it is. Like if Andrew Presnell starts dominating and winning a bunch, then maybe it changes a little bit. But there's a lot. I mean, even myself, who I would I would consider probably has some of the most like 
paid attention to social media in the disc golf world. Like even some tournaments I go to, if I'm not in the top, whatever, I, there's not that many people watching me. Come on. There's not there's, that many a, there's only a few groups out there that go out and they always have people following them. And you're one of those groups. I know, but I'm, but I'm saying is like, even me being one of those groups, I still don't have a monumental number at no. certain tournaments of where you're like, Hey, if Brody wasn't at this tournament, this, this would be bad. And I'm, I'm one of the upper echelon people. That's what I'm trying to say. I think like, it would be bad over the course of a season. You're selling. I would have to say minimum hundred tickets. And they need I mean, that I don't money. Know. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the number is, but my point is, is like someone with my social media, if I'm only moving that much, what is someone that's roughly around my skill level on tour that doesn't have nearly the social media that I have? And that's where it becomes the question of like, how do you want to address disc golf? Do you want to address it to where, you know, if this big sponsorship money came in, let's say, do you want to say like, hey, we're just going to have our tour be really freaking hard to play on. And every single week, you're going to see the best 30 players in the world show up to the course and play. Is that is that how disc golf should go? Or should it stay with the 120 people are in the field? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it is fascinating to talk about and to speculate what should happen. Yeah. Because should... And this is where golf is, is, is ca causing a lot of issues is you have a lot of these guys like Brendan. I'm, I'm just literally listing off people that made millions of dollars in the PJ tour this year. Brendan Todd, Samus power. Um, Lee See, I know Hodges. all these guys. I'm a diehard golf fan. I know all these guys. You are a diehard golf fan. Sure. But the diehard golf fan isn't what really brings but in the take, money for golf. But you take, but you take that one guy Mm -hmm. And you take them off that tour and put them in a smaller tournament, all kinds of people are going to go watch that one guy. But when you're putting them up against the best players on the planet on the PGA Tour, of course he's going to be lost in the shuffle. But he's still an important key part of the tour because if you took him and you go, okay, now play over here in, in Rock Hill, South Carolina at this country club, you'd have a lot of people only, for... only come out to watch him. I think that's certain people, Yuli. I think certain people like... um like, I don't remember exactly what Johnny Manziel did. Did he go play Canadian football? He played in the XFL, I think. Is that what it was that, called? The XFL? Is the arena Sias, football? Can you, yeah, Saez, can you look up Johnny Manziel for me and see what his career path was? Because um, I, I think, Yuli, certain people, it makes sense. If you decided, hey, I'm not playing on the Disc Golf Pro Tour this year. I'm going to play on this smaller tour. I think you would be able to attract others to that. But if you have just like someone that's like a top 40 in the world, but doesn't have that big of a following, if they went, even though it would be like a huge thing to have that person playing there, I don't think it moves the needle, man. I don't, you see it in other sports of where great NBA players, great NBA players go and play in different th markets and maybe in that market, it increases viewership a little bit. But over here, we don't care because it's like, if you're not in the NBA, like the casual person, which in sports, you should always be working towards the casual fan. 
Because yeah. the the Hardo fans are always going to be around, yeah. no matter what. We're sickos, right? Like, no matter how bad a sport is, as far as like how they treat their fans, how the production is, you're, we're sickos. We're going to be paying attention. It's the casual fan that you should be really trying to get, and that's where it's like, I don't think the casual fan cares mm-hmm. if that happens. Johnny Manziel. He was he played for the Cleveland Browns 2014 to 15, and yeah. then the Hamilton Tiger Cats 2018, which I believe yeah. is the the CFL Canadian Football League. Okay. Um, well. Then to the Montreal Alouettes, and then Another Canadian football team, and then this Memphis Express, some other like football be, league, that like might be XFL arena. or arena, yeah, that's something arena, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then FCF Zappers. So yeah. Oh, that's some weird thing that just happened with bomb memory. Okay, so that's that's my point. Is like Johnny Menzel, the biggest, potentially the biggest name ever to come out of college football. I think Tebow might be kind of close there, but like Johnny Money. football was, yeah, Johnny football was one of the biggest things ever crazy. in college football. So someone like that, him going, I think he would be able to draw some people. But let's say like you're the let's say like you're the seventh best the seventh picked quarterback out of the NFL and you don't turn out to be anything your your first two seasons in the NFL and you go to like a Canadian football league are you getting random people to show up to watch you maybe a little bit in that market to begin with but that's not making national news that's not that's not really moving the needle and that's kind of my point is like the needle movers in disc golf and and people this is not me talking about myself but because i don't think i should be really like i don't think if they did decide to do a top 30 i don't think i should actually be in that top 30 same based off of just oh you have a big social media i think i need to earn that my my point is really for like the simon lazat the eagle mcmahon the paul mcbeth the uh, Ricky Calvin, these guys that are really freaking good at disc golf, but also have a big fan base. To me, those guys should be the ones that are reaping the most benefits at these tournaments yep. and getting paid more than the person that came in 47th place. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are gonna be like, well, the person that came in 47th place, they need that $300 to stay on tour. And it's like, is that what's the best thing though? I don't, that's what I don't know. Is that what's best for disc golf moving forward is trying to do stuff to keep the 47th best player on tour. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, tough, it's gotta be I a place. It, well, it's gotta be a place. The tour always has to be a place for opportunity mm-hmm. or for whoever it is. So you have, you can't, I don't think you can put 30 people. It's gotta be a place or but why can't you do that why can't you have another tour that's underneath it and the the bottom three guys every year from tour drop down similar to what they do in soccer they drop down and then the top three guys on this other tour move up so there's always opportunity to move up the ladder based off of your play well then you never have like storybook finishes like a parker welk and there's yes that goes away and mm-hmm. that and that's like what we love about sports is we love we love seeing Cinderella those things. Stories. Cinderella story, the guy who's like, who is that guy? And he's up there competing with Paul McBeth and he takes Calvin down the stretch and makes a full fifty footer on the last hole and then just parks the island. I mean, that was a beautiful story and crazy. We nobody ever saw it coming. 
And to lose I that, agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And to lose that would be just super tough, I think. I think I it needs think... to be a place where this is all I'm saying. Right now, it's still a place of opportunity, but it's costing these kids money to go out and play on tour right now. It costs them a lot of money. And even if they play good, let's say they play pretty good and they cash at every single event, they're losing money. I know, but this is where I kind of disagree a little bit with you on that because this is what's causing right now the biggest like conflict in the PGA Tour is you have these guys, middle-of-the-road guys, that do not move the needle. If they show up to a tournament or do not show up to a tournament, it does not change attendance noticeable you can't you can't tell and you have these guys fighting for like rights that they really shouldn't have and my whole thing is like my skill level where i am right now on the disc golf pro tour if i just completely deleted all my social media didn't post ever didn't have this podcast didn't do anything my value to the disc golf pro tour would be almost zero I would have an almost zero value. So anything that I got from the Disc Golf Pro Tour, I would be very happy. Like anything that I did, but I shouldn't be demanding certain things. And that's where the PJ Tour is kind of at this conflict is you have people that have been benefited, benefiting off of the Tiger, the Rory, uh, Jordan Spieth. They've been benefiting off of these guys' popularity and these prize purses without really adding much to the disc golf pro tour. See, I'm not or, talking sorry, the about PGA them tour? getting money, Brody. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about them not paying. I'm talking about not paying to have to oh, be yes. on tour. That's a minimum. Yeah, no, I, I completely I, I agree, agree with, with everything you yeah. say. But my mm-hmm. original question is: At what point does the player not have to pay to be on tour? Because yeah. I feel like I really feel like. It's already tough. Like on the PGA Tour, the opportunity is crazy because you you make one cut and you make forty grand. You make one hundred fifty grand one cut, and that pays for your season, right? Mm-hmm. One cut pays for your season. One cut on the on the Disc Golf Pro Tour does nothing. It's two thousand dollars. Let's say if you play amazing, you get two grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not paying for your tour card, man. There's no opportunity there to pay for your your opportunity really is to be able to it's, be like, hey, I want to go to the fly mart and sell all my discs that I have. Like that's more it's, opportunity. It, it it's it this is this is the scale because this is like this is what like disc golf does right now of where they're like, hey, uh, first place got twenty percent more money this year than last year. We're doing great things, and yep. it's like, well, yeah, if. If first place got a thousand dollars last year and this year they got twelve hundred dollars, that what? No, saying yes, the the first place prize got went up twenty percent sounds a lot better than it went from a thousand to twelve hundred in a year. But if the prize purse was, or if the prize was a million dollars and it went up twenty percent to one point two million, now all of a sudden that's that's big. So like it's all scale based, right? Like we're in the we're in the mode right now to where making a cut. Actually, you could lose money, and I, I think a majority of people on tour lose money if they make a, if they just make a cut, right? Unless you're living out of yeah. your van and like have your expenses super super low. But you still paid. You have to break you even. Money. Let's say you play the whole tour in order to break even. 
what's the minimum you would have to do? You'd probably have to average like 20th place. Are, are we, I mean, are we counting? Are we counting in though? All the like uh, hotels, Airbnb, No, I'm just saying. Gas? I'm just saying. Them that? saying. I'm saying this. Just the six. Just the six grand that I said. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm basing it off of this because I, I know we shouldn't have to pay, and I know that's not possible, and I'm not complaining about it. I'm saying, when do we get to the point? Or signing over your likeness means something. And you can piggyback off of the Paul Macbeths and stuff like other people do in other sports because mm-hmm. that's the way that it works. Guess what? Patrick Mahomes makes everybody more money. That's the I'm way sports we works. We can't be demanding. What I'm no, saying no, is no, like no. we're not, no, I'm not saying pay give me more salary, give me more of this. I'm saying let me have the opportunity to play for mm-hmm. free in these mm-hmm. tournaments. That's it. Minimum. Just like every sport in the world. You get what I'm saying? Minimum. Yeah. Let me have my tour card. I earned it. I don't have to pay for my tour card. When do we get to that point? All right. So I just cr- I cranked the numbers. $6,000 divided by, I played about 23 events, but that sounds about right of like what six grand is going to get you is going to yep. be about 20 to 25 events, something like that. That's two hundred and sixty dollars, um, a tournament, and I made. I'm looking here if I made. I didn't. I never made that little. The lowest I made was. Oh well, you know here. Yeah, I mean, I guess you would have to finish a decent amount at some of these tournaments. So I, I got. I think I got made last cash at the open at Austin, which was. Um, split with a bunch of people i believe and so i made 50 bucks so i think i think (laughs) if you yeah but i think like i have some like 30 place finishes at silver events where i made 365 350 at another silver event for 39th place um the major 42nd at european open was 457 so i think if you cash at every event now granted if there's no ties right yeah. If you cash at every event, I think you would make money yep. if your only expenses were registration, entry fees. No, but that's not – my whole point is – my whole entire point is at what point does being on tour and having your tour card – you mm-hmm. own a tour card. At what pay, point do you not have to pay for that? Because like I said – it's. It's a, it's a, it's a, how much money is coming into the sport question. It's, it's, that's definitely what it is. Yes. It's some that here, here's the thing. Your question is really good to keep in the back of your mind. Cause we don't want to get into a point of where it's like, Hey, we shouldn't be paying for this anymore. Like the money is there yeah. and we still are paying for it And the disc golf pro tour is just moving money, different spots. Yes. And because they're like, Oh, well they're still paying for it. So we can still, move this 500 grand or $750,000 other. So your question is great for us to keep in mind at, because I don't think we're close to it now. I don't think we're. No, we're light years away. I feel like right now, but if we don't think about that at a certain point, like players could be paying when they shouldn't be right. So it is, it is a fantastic question and uh, hopefully uh, a lot of discussion in the comments will, very interested to come back and read some of the comments on the YouTube video about yeah. that. Cause that, that is a fun topic to talk about. All right. We're going to roll through. How are you doing on time? By the way, I, What's... I need to go ish. 
I, I got time, but I'm I'm asking the I'm supposed to go film here in a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna roll through. These aren't really discussion topics, so I'm gonna roll through these, and then we'll do the sporkle, and then uh, you can bounce, and I'll answer the listener questions, and we should be good. All right. So Dude, we wait, have before Eric... before we go. Last oh. thing: Do you think it is weird that we pay to give our likeness away? We're paying. You this get is, what I'm this saying? Is, so this is this is like what uh, Kelsey almost went into uh, a scam situation. It's not really a scam, but it is kind of a scam of where you pay you pay <clears throat> you pay this agency to be your agent. And they're going to be like, oh, we're going to get you so many deals. Like, we're going to get you on commercials. We're going to get you a magazine. All you have to do is pay this money. You'll take these courses, get you all ready, and then you're going to start killing it. That's kind of what this is a little bit. Yeah. Of no where that, yeah. we're paying with For the, the idea that, like, yeah, if, if we have an Isaac Robinson yes. season next yes. year, now all of a sudden we can have a six-figure contract with sponsors and all this 100%. other stuff. And it's great. It's worth it. It's worth but it. It's not it really is. But it's not guaranteed, right? There's a lot of people going to that door thing. I'm going to be the next big movie star. I'm going to be the next big thing. Yep. And they just paid $5,000 for nothing. So, But, that, it, but there, that's my other point is that. we've already made it. We've already made it to the it's top. It's weird for the already made it people. Yes. You're, no, I mean the whole thing. If you, make, if you get your tour card in our sport as we sit, you've made it. You're the best of the best. I uh, disagree. You're the best of the disagree. best on the planet. Are you not? Yes, but even like even that, the no, 80th, no 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 no. Whatever you say after this, it doesn't matter no, because no, where we it, are. It does in this, matter. No, it does matter because no, because it goes the to the 80th, original question. At what no, point does it, it does change? Matter. No, it does matter because the 80th person in the world at at in, in the NFL, the 80th best best player in the NFL is not equivalent to the 80th best player in the PGA tour. They're not. And then even more so the 80th best player in the disc golf pro tour is not equivalent to the PGA tour guy. Like we're even farther down. So like it, there is at what point it, is it? That's my question. Of course it's not right now, but as we I sit, I, I don't think the 80th person in, in the, in the disc golf pro tour will ever bring value to the disc golf pro tour. Because they, they don't in the PJ Tour and the PJ Tour is light years ahead, and, and we're we're a subset of the of golf. Like it's very hard for me to ever think of a time where pickleball is bigger than tennis. Like a subset sport. It's I don't correct me if I'm wrong. Has a subset sport ever overtaken the sport that it was created off of? That's a fascinating question. I, I, I would think love I, to... I would have to say yes. You think so? Yeah. I'd have to say yes. Pickleball's got it... a pretty damn good chance. I'll tell you, you that much. So? No, I don't think so. It's blowing so. up, bro. No, I don't think so at all. No, it's. Not I think even what close. you're saying, like, is blowing up compared to like how no, big no, no. tennis is. is yeah, like, no, it's it, ridiculous. It's not even near. No, there's a tennis court in every in every it's, single park around the. It's everywhere. I mean, how many people are tuning in to watch? pickleball versus no i, I completely agree you know I, right? I don't see that happening um so that's that's my thing is like if you're a subset sport if you're a sport that was created off of something else it seems almost impossible in our lifetime at least for that sport to ever overtake so that's what i was saying is like i don't i don't see the 80th person 
No, but that but I don't UFC think you even boxing? understand the question, Brody. Like this I, is this is, is where UFC it goes. Boxing yet? Did I what is the one? where is the place you have to get to? <laughs> we need more money, Yuli. We need a lot more money. <laughs> no, and a lot where's more the people place watching. you have to get to? You have to get to the in our sport. <laughs> What's the top of the top? It's the pro tour. Period. So if you make yes. it to the pro tour, and I'm saying get your tour card, you have yes. to accomplish that for the next season. You okay. made it. You've done what sure. you need to do. You shouldn't pay. You shouldn't have to pay to play in tournaments. I agree with you on that. That's it. That's the only thing you. Yeah, that's the only thing that you get. I agree with you on that. Yes, I don't think you get any privilege. You don't get anything. Yeah. But you've earned you don't get the guaranteed two hundred thousand dollars that you're going to make. No, you don't get any of that. Correct. Nothing. All right. Okay. All right. I agree with you. All right. Air Baltic to corporate. Um, Air Baltic. To cooperate, why did I say corporate? To co- cooperate with the disc golf park in Meza Parks. The Lat- Latvian national airline Air Baltic has announced that in collaboration with the company UFO Golf, the disc golf park in Meza Parks, Riga, Latvia, from now on will carry the name Air Baltic. So this was posted on Air Baltic's uh, website, this collaboration that they're doing. Ice bath, said, love that. Yeah, they said disc golf, also known as Frisbee golf, has become one of the fastest growing sports in the world, particularly in countries like Estonia, Finland, and Sweden. It is a great outdoor activity for the whole family that can be enjoyed throughout the year. In order to pr- promote this, this accessibility and ex- exciting outdoor activity activity, uh, and attract Scandinavian travelers to Riga, Air Baltic has decided to partner with the largest disc golf park in Riga, located in Meza Parks area. The park, situated in the beautiful and peaceful surroundings of Riga among a pine tree forest, offers a unique opportunity to spend hours in a natural and healthy environment. Furthermore, the presence of pine trees creates natural obstacles that add an extra layer of challenge and strategy to the game. In line with Air Baltic's ongoing commitment uh, to its loyal customers and its goal to attract new loyalty program members, Air Baltic club members will enjoy special privileges at this new facility. While everyone is welcome to play for a fee, Air Baltic club members are entitled to a one free game per month. Moreover, the offer includes unlimited free access for VIP and executive members, as well as Planey's NFT holders. Um, Marius Rudens, who's the head of loyalty and partnerships at Air Baltic, uh, continued by saying the launch of the Air Baltic Disc Golf Park reflects our dedication to offering varied and engaging experiences to our loyalty program members. Air Baltic advocates for quality and meaningful leisure time that unites. Thus, we are excited to provide a space where sports enthusiasts and families can come together and enjoy the growing popularity of disc golf. This is dope. That's so this cool. is like over here. This might not seem like that big of a story, but like this is like American Airlines saying, "Hey, we are now turning, uh, let's say, like Idlewild. Idlewild is now is no longer going to be called Idlewild Park. It's going to be called Amer- American Airlines Park. And they're that. putting resources in. They're putting. I mean, this was a press release that they posted. Like, they're this is awesome. This is so really good. really dope. And we were just kind of talking like the end all be all is the disc golf pro tour. It might not be that way forever. The European markets, it might be like, there might be a flip flop at some point, Yuli. We're no longer playing over here. We're playing over there because it's way bigger. Similar to like uh, soccer, excuse me, football, football. 
football. Um, so that very, very cool. Let me know if anyone listening has uh, played that course before. That sounds awesome, that'd be, man. That'd be very sweet. All right, a couple of wild stories. I'm just gonna do, I'm actually just gonna do one and I'll save the other two for tomorrow since you are in a little bit of a time crunch. So this one is, um, this one starts off saying, I travel for work and I hit up courses along the way. Makes it hard to get disc back to people. Found a nice KT Pure on a course in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Texas texted the number and didn't get a reply immediately. Headed down the road and stopped at a restaurant. As I sat down, I get a text back, but I'm about 45 minutes away by then. She tells me she's, exact, she's actually from San Angelo, but, but her boyfriend works in town where I am currently dining. I ask her if I can drop it off. She says she, he's bartending. And guess where? At the restaurant I'm sitting in. I walk over to the bar after going to the car to retrieve the disc and hand it to him. Told him the story. He laughs and pours me a beer and we talk a, a disc golf for a bit. How funny. <laughs> that's like, that's like Small the world. best. Yeah, that's like the best case scenario. Too, like, you're like, oh, they're, they're literally right here. I can just drop this off to you. Very nice. Um, all right, player movement, player movement. Oh, I do have a rumor. I do have a rumor. Sorry. First one, not a rumor. Chandler Kramer posted on his Instagram this week saying, I want to say thank you to Lone Star for the last two years. I still remember the first time I sat down and talked with Terry, Terry Dillard about my goals in disc golf and how I wanted to help grow Lone Star to try and make it one of the biggest disc manufacturing brands in the sport. I appreciate the opportunity and support Lone Star gave me to allow myself to get my name out there on the pro tour as well as the entire disc golf community. Going into 2024, I will not be returning to Lone Star. Thank you to everyone that has supported me through my career so far. It means a lot. Where do you think I'll go? Who do you think should pick me up? Let me know in the comments. Okay. So this was posted. Then also, I don't, I might, I kind of forgot his name already. Hofstra, Jeff Hofstra. Is that his name? Is that his name? Jeff Hofstra, the Lone Star guy? Must be media vote. He has one. We were just, he, I think he, yeah, I think he worked. He used to work in the media. Uh, he also posted on his social media. Um, this is from, hunter on grip locked he also posted that he's like depart departing too but doesn't really have like basically saying like hey if anyone knows of anyone looking for a marketing person let me know so these two both happen kind of close together then you also have jokes about like robert burridge leaving like i saw a tweet where it was that guy like the nfl it was a gif of where the nfl guys like trying to swipe in to go into like the the team headquarters and his card doesn't work because he got he got nixed and like he didn't know that like he's realizing so they're like robert burge like trying to go to lone star on monday so like there's somewhat rumors hunter also alluded to somewhere like in his brain he's like i think robert burge is leaving lone star too so two two of their big signs i, I would say in the off season Robert Burge, Chandler Kramer. We don't know what the heck is going on with Nico with that weird contract thing that he did. Um, and then you have the marketing guy leave without really having an idea. I heard of a rumor where about going. Emerson being gone too. We also talked about that rumor of Emerson maybe going somewhere as well. So uh, uh, a big shift, it seems like, is happening kind of over on Lone Star. I do like Chandler being like, hey, where do you guys think I should go? As if like, it's like, uh, you know, it, it should, he should have said like, whoever, whatever comment gets the most likes, that's what dis I'll throw next year. That would have been, 
very fascinating to see um, what would have happened. Any, anything, anything on this? No, I think Chandler is one of the most mind-blowing players I watch every single weekend. I mean, the fact that he can get around a course with just the sidearm is crazy out there. And it's not like he throws it 700 feet. Mm-mm. I don't know. The fact that he competes and competes well on tour is absolutely fascinating to me. Yeah, there's definitely certain courses where like I'll play like some of the newer courses that we'll play on tour. I'll play and be like, oh my God, Chandler's going to like, this is going to suck for him. And then he'll like get a top 20. <laughs> and you see him like so. get like seven in a row and you're like, how? It's, I don't know. He's, he's crazy. Um, you've got Nico also. I just got word. Nico just posted on his Instagram a mystery box that has some Lone Star in it. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know if that if we. That doesn't really tell me anything. That doesn't necessarily mean he's staying. That doesn't necessarily mean he's leaving. Seems like a. Um, seems like a ploy. Yeah, I think Nico's playing with us, and I yep. like it. I. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, phone phone too close to the mic. Uh, all right, this week in Foundation Disc Golf, big story. Trevor, for whatever reason, decided to throw the idea of, they did a video, Yuli, if he did not complete the task, he was going to do a 24-hour live stream. He did not complete the task. So this Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Trevor Staub, on this channel, on the Foundation Podcast channel, will be going live for 24 hours straight playing Minecraft. That sounds horrible. <laughs> what was the task? Or do you got to watch the it video? Was, it was uh, him. It was him, Hunter, and was it Connor or was it you, Silas? Playing triples. It was Connor. Okay, so it was those three playing triples. And I think they, they set a line to try to get to. He in, incentivized. Uh, Hunter and Connor with like rewards. Like if they, I think he was going to buy Connor a knife and then was going to give a gift card to Chick-fil-A for Hunter if they got it. So that way they wouldn't like actually, you know, throw Blow it to it, make yeah. do the live stream. Um, so yeah, very interesting stuff over there. Um, tune in. I will, I will be potentially joining the server as well to maybe cause some havoc during his live stream, which I, I highly recommend for anyone out there listening, the more havoc we can cause. It also seems like too, he's going to have something set up to where like a certain amount of donations, uh, a certain cost is some of the donations that he gets will be going to charity, a percentage of them. You can donate to basically make him have to reset his progress. And also I am going to put an award out. I said on the off season, um, which you might be listening to after before this, I said, 35,000 subscribers. Cause I think we're a couple, we're like 2000, 2,500 subscribers away from 35 on this channel. That might change because I don't know how many subscribers are going to happen between the recording of this and Thursday. I will set a number before he goes live. If that number is reached, he will win a cash prize from me. So uh, it'll probably be 250 bucks. So he'll win 250 bucks. If that many subscribers oh, wow. um, are on the channel at the end. So tune in, support him. Yuli, do you have time for a sporkle? I do. 
Let's freaking go. All right. If you're listening to this, I think this is one that you can join along with, but the visual of this is going to be really fun. Yuli, today, the sporkle of the day, we are going to be trying to do our best at selecting every state in the United States that has 100 courses or more. Um, okay. We have, we have the number. So Silas, if you pull this up, we have the number. There's 29. We only have four minutes. There's 29. I think for this to make sense for us, uh, Yuli, I think we can only have three X's. Or else we could literally just, you know, go really fast, right? Yeah. So we got to work together. I think we go, I think we go back and forth. Um, or let's work together. Let's work together. Let's agree on it before Silas clicks on the All state. Right. And let's see how many we can get before we get three X's. Okay. All right. Silas. I'm going to start off with a sketchy one. I don't like that idea. Silas, it's we'll not a say final. One. We'll say final. And that lets you know to click the state. Okay. All right. Um, how good are you at geography? Uh, yeah, I was gonna to... say we might we might have a few that. Uh... Do you want to do you want to pull up a U.S. map next to you just so in case we say yeah. something you're not having you know to try what? to that's search? A, that's a great idea. Let's let's pull up a U.S. map next to it just in case. All right, uh... we'll do the easy ones first. Yes, we're gonna obviously. go. Yeah, wait, wait, we haven't go, started uh... yet. We haven't started yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we yeah, got we got to get size to have like a have an actual map so that way. I don't want to misclick. Yeah, you click if we say like if we say Wyoming and you click Nebraska, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's fair. All right, are we ready? Let us let us know when you're ready to go. Okay, I'm going. Right, to... Click the play. Click the Here we qu go. Play quiz. All right, all right. Timer start. Okay, Yuli, go. We're going Florida, Texas, and then Florida California. Final. Yeah, Florida oh. for sure. Texas. Yeah. California. Yep. Washington, California. Oregon. No, North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Right. Yep. Okay. Washington. Washington? For sure. For sure. Washington. Wait, and... what about what about where Terry is? Terry's got tons of courses there. What is that? Yeah. Is that Wait, Iowa we'll or Wisconsin? Go Oregon first. Oregon? Okay, Oregon. Is that final? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do final. Okay. No, I'm good at Wait, this. How many was that? That's six. 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 Okay. Okay, Wisconsin. Oh god. Okay, Wisconsin's the one, yeah. Oh, I... how are we thinking about Michigan? Minnesota, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Right. Michigan. Okay, Minnesota, Michigan. Yes. Minnesota. Minnesota. Should we stick in that Midwest for a little bit? Should we do like Illinois? We'll put South Carolina in there. That's for sure. Okay. South Carolina is a good one. I like, do we like Illinois? Well, we like Massachusetts. Ooh. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It's the one that looks like a boot. No. Yep. Up Northeast. Northeast. No, what? no. That's Virginia. It looks like Virginia's a boot. Virginia's good. The northeast. Hit Virginia. Hit Virginia. Okay. You're All already right, Virginia. on Virginia. Hit Virginia. Okay. Northeast. Looks like a boot. Keep going up. Keep going up. Oh, You're this out one. Of time because of him. No! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Silence! You have a U.S. That, map next to you. I know. It's the boot. It's the boot. That it's doesn't the, count. We would never select Vermont. This one. That doesn't count. No. Okay, that one's wrong. Not my. That was an X, anyways. Um. Okay, we have one X. Let's go. Let's go Midwest. Let's go Midwest. Let's go All Illinois. Right. Yep. Okay. Illinois. Let's go. Iowa. Ohio. I like Ohio more than Indiana. Ohio, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Indiana, Indiana. We got for two sure. minutes. Yeah, just Indiana. Give us Indiana. I think we go all Midwest right now. Or yeah, Indiana. Yep. There's so many courses. All right, I do we go Iowa? I think we go yes, Iowa. Iowa for sure. Okay. What about what about Kansas? 
Yes. They, they have Emporia. Yes. They have all those courses. Emporia ah, hat. Kansas? Emporia hat. Yes, at Kansas. Kansas. Hit it, Kansas. Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, Arizona. That's a tough one, but I want to. I'm like. No, no, I didn't like Arizona. So close. Uh, let, let's do. Let's do. Um. Let's do like Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh yeah, Tennessee. Chris Dickerson plays all those wooded yeah, courses yeah, in yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, so many wooded courses. Um, Missouri. Do we play? Yes, yes, for Missouri, sure. Missouri. Yep. A do billion. Missouri. Okay. Uh, eight left. Gosh. Alabama. Alabama. I like yeah. Georgia more, but Georgia, okay, Georgia, Georgia. It. Hit Georgia. 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 Do Georgia. Do Georgia. See yeah. what the number is, Georgia. 173. Alabama. Like Bama. Bama. Okay, right. go Bama. Yeah, there we go. All right. Honestly, I think I think we go Oklahoma. Six left. It's just north. It's just north okay, of Oklahoma. Texas. Oklahoma. You've got hit freaking it, it, those it, it, guys it. playing so many courses up yep. there. Boom. Um Oh no. Just give us Louisiana. New York. Louisiana. No! no! I don't think there's any courses New in New York. No chance. Really? No courses up there. Yeah, there's no courses up there. Go well, ahead and click it. Did we we already Hey! Ah! Three left. We hit three. All right, let's just try to get it. I mean, I guess go Pennsylvania. Yes, for sure. Pennsylvania. That's Pennsylvania. good. Right, big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um I guess just go like Kentucky, West Virginia, yeah, might easy. as well. West Virginia that, for sure. Kentucky for in sure. That spot. Oh, West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia was no. Okay, nope. which ones were it? Colorado, Idaho, Nebraska, Nebraska, Arkansas, Arkansas, Mississippi. Which one has the least? Were you able to see that or no? I guess uh, you have probably to Dakotas. To see it. Probably no. Probably Vermont, the freaking one that saw us click, thinking it was Massachusetts. Yeah, uh, hey, that was a misclick. What about Maine? Was a I was curious about Maine. Uh, you uh, could just here. replay it and click Maine. It's so yeah. tiny. Just see, Maine might be super low, but I, I think like the Dakotas probably. Will see, it's not that low. Maine, New Hampshire, eighty-nine. Like, 48. Go out, go out in like the Dakotas. Uh, six in, the... in Rhode Island. <laughs> That's tough. That's the lowest. Hot Dakotas Hawaii, might have. Do, no, Hawaii. Hawaii's got a lot. Hawaii's got 40 of that. That's No, that's not accurate. <laughs> See, this isn't an accurate thing because I know for a fact Arizona has Arizona's more than 100. 100. <laughs> uh, yeah. I live there. You were, I that's know. Bold. That's why when you said it, I was like, you better hope that's more. No, that's this not, might be a little that's bit not old. right. Yeah, that's yeah, not right. This might be a little bit old. I guarantee this might it. Be a, but you got to remember, too, like disc golf is blossoming right now. So, like, if this is a year old, it could be easily off, like, Five for sure, but all right. Damn, we blew hey, it. We, I, I feel like we did decent. Okay, it's last. Uh, it says it's updated. Uh, last updated 10 1 2022. So yeah, October so 1st, sense. 2022. That makes sense. So, Yuli, you're probably, you're probably right with Arizona right now. Probably has over. We should have, you know, what we should have done. We should have looked at what the year was. This was well, made. I remember That's my fault. recently the reason that. I know that is because somebody said had mentioned it like, hey, Arizona just passed 100 courses or whatever. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big uh, it's a big um, milestone. So, all right. In the future of Sporkles, Silas, remind me, we got to look at when the Sporkle was created. Yeah, that um, is important. Um, but Yuli, you can bounce, brother. Uh, we'll finish it out. I know you got lessons and all that jazz. Yep. And hey, I think you had one stretch there. Where you you look like a little bit of a potato, but outside of that, size, I think this I think this worked. 
Yeah, yeah, think, it, it, it works. Well, I connected my thing again and just left it for a while, and I think it helped. Oh, yeah. All right, you, maybe, you were maybe a potato that's it, there then. for a moment, and then after that, you were freaking money. So yeah. gotcha, gotcha. This, I'm this still gonna better. call the internet people and be like, "Hey, I'm oh, having dropouts," sure. and yeah. I, I don't think I've ever looked bad though, and no. I've looked bad on tour life. Yeah, that's true. So I think this is the play moving forward. Yeah. And me and Yuli talked about it. We love our tour life crew members out there. We appreciate all you guys yeah. by doing it, by premiering it. I think you guys will still be able to live chat, yep. but that will still be a benefit. But I think me and Yuli are going to come up with some other stuff potentially to kind of bring Agreed. value yeah. to our tour life crew members. So we appreciate it. Um, Yuli, do you have anything before you head out to do some lessons? No, but definitely if you own a disc golf shop make sure you pre-order those raptors those cap wraps man because they're and going quick we only made a, f a certain amount so they could they could be gone it probably won't be because we made a lot but what's your signature series too because that that technically is coming that's out. my captain's my captain's raptor is my end all be all like that's you my... got the captain's raptors for the signature series really no i don't Did have you... a signature series i'm not on the elite team brody I'm on the oh, icon they, team. They only do that for the elite team? I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you have the captain raptor. All right. So yep. everyone go out, tell your local. This is what I want you to do. If you have a local retailer, go in there and be like, hey, um, you getting the captain raptors? And if they're like, what? Please do that. Let them know. Let them know. Go support your boy. Yuli, appreciate it. Uh, Thanks, guys. Enjoy your, enjoy your uh, lessons. Yep. All right, Silas, me and you, brother, let's finish this baby out. All right, listener questions. We got a couple today. This one is from Marisi. Should soft, eagleable par fours and fives even exist, or should they be turned into harder par threes and fours instead? So I think there's a difference between what people, I think people have different ideas of what this means. So, in my opinion, a soft par four is something that you're either going to eagle it or birdie it, right? Like you're throwing your drive. You're either going to make the putt for eagle or you're going to miss it and, and birdie it. A soft par five, same kind of concept. You're going to throw a drive. You're going to throw your second shot. You're going to make the putt or you're going to miss it. I don't, I don't think those are good because again, I'm all about score separation. I want to see, uh, I want to see a wider range. So if you think about uh, the easiest hole that, that comes to my mind is it's like hole seven, eight, nine at Innova at the Las Vegas challenge, the hole famously made or made famous by Garrett Gerthy acing it. It sits in between the two bunkers. You've got the OB short green. You got OB behind and then you have a really kind of tight landing zone um, that you can lay up and try to play for a birdie. If you go OB off the tee, you go to that kind of landing zone that isn't a guaranteed up and down. Very easy to throw that shot into a bunker. So I love that hole because you not only see twos on a hole, you see threes, you see fours, you see fives, and you sometimes even see sixes. So in my opinion, that is a good hole score separator. Um, and I think there's enough room. Now, obviously, when it gets windy, it's a little bit more fluky. But I think there's enough room everywhere where the flukiness isn't really existent there. Good shots get rewarded. Bad shots get punished. I love that. All right. This is from Berg. For the elite events, how many new winners will be in 2024? 
And how many people do you think will win multiple events? Okay, new winners. We had a lot of new winners this year. I think we're going to see... And by new winners, I mean they've never won on tour, right? That's that's what we're setting the standards here. They've never won on tour. I'm going to say three new winners. How many people do you think will win multiple events? I'm just kind of like doing the math in my head. Let's say six. Six people win multiple events. Three new winners. Let's see how close at the end of the year you can let me know. You guys can timestamp this or someone someone take this clip. Save it for the end of the year and see how close I got. All right, the Locust the Lurker. Discussion. When playing doubles with an odd number. Size, I might need your help with this too because I'm not super familiar with, uh, with this. When playing doubles with an odd number, Solo gets to Cali. So Cali, I believe, means they get to throw two shots every single time. While the doubles are getting two from each placement, best shot, doesn't seem like an equal trade-off. We started letting the single thrower bishop. Or we start calling the single thrower bishop. They can use two bishops per hole, just not consecutively. Fair. So I think we all agree that if you have three people that all are the same skill level and two people are grouped up and they throw their shots, you take the best one. But then this guy over here throws a shot and then throws another shot and he takes the best one. The person that's able to adjust, change discs, do something different, they have a little bit more of an advantage. So what this is saying is like, you get to pick throughout a hole when you want to use that advantage, but you can only do it twice and you can't do it back to back. So I couldn't do it off the tee and then I couldn't do it for a putt. I like this. I like this a lot, Silas. I like that too because it doesn't make the person, you know, it's not on every shot. So it's not like unreasonably unfair, but mm -hmm. it kind of, I yeah, it evens the playing field out nice, I think. I, I haven't played that way, but I think it's a good way to play. Yeah, I like it a lot. I also like it too because it adds a little bit of, I mean, I even like the idea of like playing 1v1 with someone with this concept of where, like this could be a cool video if Hunter and Trevor do this at like new London, every hole they get two, um, two bishops, but they can't use them back to back. Yeah. I think that's a cool video. Cause now it's like, you're strategizing the, do I want to save it for my two putts? Like, I think that's really cool. I'm going to talk to them about that. I think they should do that at new London. I think that'd be cool. That, that's really awesome. I like that. How do you feel about the idea of a celebrity pro-am during the all-star weekend? I'm not certain in, I'm not certain that there's enough open, uh, appeal for the big name celebrities, but if they went hard with it, don't you like it? Don't you like it could don't you think it could bring fresh attention to the sport and maybe sell some tickets? I like it a lot more at an event than separate. Like I think if you're going to do the celebrity thing, they did something similar to this at like Glow, where they had like Ben Askren come out. They had um, Bert come out. I think that makes a lot of sense at an event already. So I like this a lot more of adding a celebrity pro-am to the All-Star Weekend. I think that could actually do well 
than trying to do a celebrity pro-am completely separate. That's what I would say on that. If Brody's knees weren't ever injured, where would he be today? Disc golf ultimate. Uh, it would be ultimate because the only way I was really introduced to disc golf was when my ultimate career was over, when I couldn't play ultimate really anymore. That's how I kind of got introduced to disc golf. So I think, I, I mean, I loved ultimate so much. I loved, loved, loved it. So the idea that I would just somehow, even though I was still playing and playing at like the highest level I could, the idea that I would just like walk away from that to start a brand new sport doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't think I would do that. So I, I would still definitely be playing ultimate. How do you use rollers? Favorite disc for them, forehand and backhand. So I'm a little bit different. I When I throw my rollers, I don't throw them very much different than my normal shots. I just use a much flippier disc. So my rollers that I really like, and I'll probably try to get these dialed in because I think it did cause me a little bit of issues at some tournaments because I was throwing so many different ones. The rollers that I currently throw that I'm probably going to figure out the one that I'm going to stick with, Avenger SS, Janice Thrasher, and the Scorch. Those are my three backhand rollers. And I throw them kind of flat and then have them turn throughout their flight and hit kind of on um, with a decent amount of angle and they kind of flip up throughout their flight. Now, other players will, you know, if you watch like Eagle's a perfect example of someone that will throw like an overstable disc that's more on the flippy side, like an overstable disc that used to be overstable, but now is more flippy because of how beat in it is. He'll throw that more on a vertical angle out of his hand. And that way it kind of stays more straight throughout. I don't personally like throwing rollers like that. Some people do, and they're really good at them. For forehand rollers, I throw Avenger SS for my like flat to turnover roller. And then because I, it's way more comfortable for me to throw a forehand roller vertical than it is for me to try to throw a backhand vertical, I will throw some forehand rollers, mostly on the scramble side, like getting out of tight spots. I'll go with the Raptor and just throw that because in that, that's kind of like a point and shoot. It just goes kind of exactly where I'm aiming uh, or where the disc lands. So those are my roller discs. Last question here. Think of us Canadian homes before you get upset at fans asking about your round. We don't have data. Now, this isn't really a question, but this makes a good point, Silas. I've stood on this soapbox multiple times on this podcast where I tell you guys, hey, listen, the last thing you should do is ask someone how their round went after the round because it could be a very awkward situation where someone played poorly and you're like, hey, how'd your round go? And they have to be like, hey, I sucked out there. Uh, I just missed cat. Like, it could be very, very awkward. So I always tell people like, do not ask that question. However, this person brings up a great point. We do have a, uh, you know, our friends up north in Canada. They, I'm sure, are coming to a lot of events that are right near the border and they might not have the data. They might not be able to go on and look. So my question to you, Silas, is how, yeah. how, how far away do you think we are? I mean, kind of going back to Yuli's point a little bit earlier, how far away are we from being able to have like a score bearer, like someone that's like 
they do it right now don't they a have lot that? Of tournaments for lead for lead card and chase card okay yeah they do it for a lot of tournaments for lead card and chase card how close are we do you think years give me a years yeah. of having every card have a score thing oh i mean it's got to be a while because before you even have that i think you have people on UDisc keeping score just even yes. on their phones and right now and that's hard that's hard to get everywhere yeah i was gonna say so i i'm going i'm going seven years yeah i was gonna say a, a good while say for, yeah i was gonna say like 10 years probably for that now obviously there's crazy growth again similar to what we saw during covid who knows but the way that we've kind of been going throughout the season i see it firsthand it's sometimes very very difficult to find people to even do U-Disc on each um, card. So the idea that you're going to have another person doing a scoring for yeah. the people at the event, that that seems a yeah. little bit I, th far I think going back to your uh, asking how your round went kind of thing, I feel like that is almost like a conversation starter now. Like that's just people's go-to is like, oh, how'd your round go? Like, oh, how are you doing? I could see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I understand so how that I'm would. A bad, maybe I'm a bad person. Like, well, because like when someone says how you're do how are you doing, you normally don't really want to respond with like, oh well, my dog died today, yeah. and I lost my job, and I just lost ten thousand dollars in the market. <laughs> like you, you normally are kind of like, oh, it's not too bad. How are you? you yeah. So maybe I'm maybe I'm a bad person uh, for being. Like, I don't know. For being I... like, I played like absolute trash. I missed the cut. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Well, maybe I mean, I you're just be being like, honest. Ah, wasn't that bad? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but maybe I should be like, ah, it wasn't that bad. I yeah, I get maybe, both point of views. Maybe maybe I should change my mind. I don't know. This person, this person, uh, this person got to me. So maybe maybe the maybe this, you'll see a new Brody in uh, the 2024 season. Uh, all right, housekeeping. What's going on? What's happening? Monthly subscription boxes, guys. We still have some available uh, in these monthly subscription boxes. You will be getting some uh, special edition Discraft discs this month. So definitely check that out on foundationdisc.com if you haven't already. Um, I alluded to it a little bit with with uh, Yuli. We have, oh, Janice, can you grab my disc golf bag for me actually real quick? We have signature series discs. They've already released. If you're listening or watching to this now, they have already released. They released on Tuesday, December 12th um, on the... You can go to brodysmith.discraft.com or you can go to like the Discraft player page. This is what I'm talking about for the signature series for audio listeners. I got the ESP Buzz. It's got my Dark Horse logo at the bottom. It's got my signature at the top. Um, these are kind of like an additional pieces. I know there was some confusion with the name. Like, are these replacing Tour Series discs? This was um, like an additional thing that Discraft is doing for their players, I guess, leading into uh, Christmas and the new year. Uh, this is additional. This is not not taking over tour series. This is like an additional thing moving forward. So those are available, and uh, we still have the double stamp. Some of them, some of the colors are already gone, but we still have double stamped Get Freakies, which oh no, have I showed? I don't know if I showed you these in person. These, some of these color combinations are absolutely, are absolutely filthy. This one might go in the bag. The black on black with the white undertones there. Um, 
these these turned out really sweet. So and they're they're overstable. Get freaky. So if you're looking for anything, go check out brodysmith.discraft.com. Go check out the subscription boxes uh, that we have on foundationdisc.com. Make sure you're tuning in or at least pop in and say what's up on Thursday night or all day when uh, all day Friday when Trevor's doing his 24 hour live stream for life crew. We're going to reach out to you guys. I think I'm going to do a live stream this week. So be on the lookout for details on that on the community page, or if you're on our discord, I'll give you details on when that's happening. I think I'm going to do a live stream and um, do a little Q and a, and maybe try to figure out some things moving forward on maybe bringing a little bit more value to the tour life crew. Uh, Update on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Spotify has just crossed 800. We're at 801 reviews on Spotify. Shout out to all of our Spotify listeners. We're at 209 reviews on Apple. Shout out to our Apple listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, our 5K Instagram giveaway. What, is, what are we at right now on Instagram size? Can you pull that up real quick on how many followers we have on Instagram? We are getting closer and closer to 5,000 if you're listening and you have not yet followed the Instagram. Uh, you're going to want to do that soon because we are getting closer and closer to 5,000. Once we hit 5,000, I will be giving away those two discs that we just showed for those listening. That is a Jawbreaker Crystal um, Raptor with the Yuli logo. And you've got the double OG Dark Horse logo on a Nuke. So those two will be giving away. Yeah. Do you got the numbers, Silas? Yeah, we're at 4,338. 4,338. We're getting closer and closer. Uh, and we appreciate everyone that's following all of us on our socials. I think I think our social team right now, Silas is killing it. We got David. We got Grant. We got all of our social people killing it with the, the clips and everything. So if you're not following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, uh, definitely do that because some of these clips that are coming out are pretty freaking hilarious uh, that they're whipping up. So I always enjoy watching those and hopefully you guys do as well. I think that's it. Hopefully, hopefully this turned out better for everyone. Again, this is not going to impact you. If you're listening, this probably had zero impact. It's probably like, oh, this was the same old, same old. But if you're watching this on YouTube, which a lot of you do, Hopefully this was a better experience. Hopefully we didn't look like potatoes. Hopefully we sounded crispy. And uh, if so, we're going to potentially do this more in the future. Uh, so that way it's better for everyone involved. Other than that, I've got nothing. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.